Hello, beautiful people. It is Thursday, June 2nd, 2022, and this sports show shall begin right now. Yeah. Thank you enough for joining us. There's a lot going on in the sports world. Obviously, the NBA is happening, NHL is happening, football is always going to happen, soccer happened last oh, night. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, we're going to win the soccer Lombardi. There's a lot of takes from, uh, uh, from Takeville about to come out about the soccer world. In the state of soccer, not only in the world, which we now run, but in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. We'll dive into it. But the big news of the day. Ooh. Aaron Rodgers. Birdie's in. Birdie's out. <laughs> wins the match last night for he and Tom Brady over Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. And I will say, I watched that. I watched it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whole thing. Mm-hmm. Ten hours. Yeah. yeah. Into the late, late evening last night. I watched the match in its entirety. And anytime you have broadcasters from... CBS, Turner, NFL Network, the four probably most prominent and best quarterbacks in the game, including the two back-to-back MVP and the greatest of all time, the next generation, and having that quarterback conversation. It was almost with J.J. Watt, Defensive Player of the Year, in there as well, and Charles Barkley, obviously, giving great. It's almost like they know that people are just going to watch it regardless. Right, yeah. And I did. I watched that entire thing. I have some thoughts on a lot of it, but I do know that it was great seeing Patrick Mahomes sling some beers around. Hell yeah. Patrick Mahomes became America's sweetheart again just yesterday playing golf. Now, he was at the beginning of his career because he's so much fun. He likes ketchup. How you doing? He's an incredible football player. Grew up in a baseball family. He was making things and doing things on a football field that we hadn't seen in a long time from a young quarterback and having success. Here we go. Everybody loves Patrick Mahomes. It's the next generation. Generation. Then Patrick Mahomes wins, signs a half a billion dollar deal. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry, four hundred and fifty-three yeah. oh, yeah. right, million dollar deal. We just learned yesterday from Rappaport, even though that wasn't what was reported at the beginning. They lose, okay, a couple times here. His brother and his now wife and uh, wife, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. somebody he's created a family with, start taking a lot of the attention away from what Patrick Mahomes is. Then just yesterday, on twelve holes of golf, Patrick Mahomes being the incredibly clever, funny, upbeat, what? What? and boozer on the guy. But Hitting incredible yeah. shots became America's sweetheart yet again. Congratulations to Patrick Mahomes! Oh, yeah, nice job, Pat. It's great to see Patrick Mahomes just as Patrick Mahomes. I guess he played on that course 15 times this offseason. Mm-hmm. That should have told us that he was a stick. Also, he's great at baseball and he's an incredible athlete. Should have knew known that he was going to be a good golfer. He fucking played really well. Yeah, he did. It was him versus Aaron. A lot of it, basically. It was him versus Aaron. A lot of it. Now Tom had a couple good shots, maybe a couple putts that fell. Josh Allen was able to find a stick every once in a while, but it was Pat versus Aaron and Jake from. State Farm was there, whose name is actually Kevin. That kind of sent us all for a loop. K-Fabe, Jake, your name's fucking Jake. Yeah. (laughs) Even if you're talking to Charles Barkley, Charles Barkley's asking what your name is. Your name's fucking Jake. Jake. Yeah. Kevin, Charles Barkley said. Change it. Charles Barkley and JJ, I thought were fantastic, Mm. by the way. Thought they were a great tag team. We'll talk, obviously, about the match in further regard throughout the entire show, but I can't wait to get to the toxic table. Aaron Rodgers really put on a show. First hole for the old guys to win, plus 200. Okay, because I think everybody thought they were going to split 
or tie or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. for the old dudes OGs to win plus 200 I hammered that oh yeah Aaron was way too confident going into this thing taking shots to a lot of people he comes out makes his natural bird on hole and it was like oh my god are they gonna run away with this they go up two here we go Aaron's balling they're gonna do this then it got kind of quiet in the middle of that whole thing a couple hours of quiet yeah. yeah and then towards the end whenever it started to matter the golf shots really started coming out guys started making plays it was fantastic to see these high level motherfuckers in a atmosphere that they're not used to they're obviously plucking humans in the crowd. Oh, yeah, boy. At a rate we know. They need to give helmets out. All right? Mm-hmm. Next match, if you get a ticket, you also get a helmet. Because there's a lot of people getting taken out. We even seen an Instagram video of somebody that was filming right next to a guy that got hit in the head. He got hit in the head, and some people are calling him a little bit overdramatic. I could not imagine getting hit in the head with a fucking golf ball. No, yeah. they had the ball speeds on the TV, 178 too. miles an hour. <laughs> 183 miles an hour ball speed. Yeah. People are getting hit right in the head, right in the hand, right in the chest. Yeah, There geez. was a lot of bodies being hit yesterday. And follow up on the fans. They were also just kind of milling around yeah it seemed like there was not a lot of control or security or telling people where they should stand for this entire no. thing they were land they were standing in every landing zone that the balls were going to almost on every single hole it, it kind of became a thing like oh is somebody going to get hit on this hole mm-hmm. which i would expect more out of golf amateur golfers uh it just happened there asking for autographs in the middle of the thing like okay can't happen i mean yeah they're mic'd up we're listening to them and they're probably trying to win this there's a lot of money on the line so there's a couple things i think they're gonna have to uh kind of uh you know toy with to make it the best production it could possibly be but i enjoyed it i watched the entire time and our guy did fucking great so i enjoyed it a lot last night at ty schmidt one half of the toxic table uh your thoughts on watching aaron play golf all last night and actually gave a couple jokes yesterday what are otas he said yeah (laughs) never heard of them no yeah i mean it's like you you mentioned like you put that kind of uh cast and crew together like what what else are we gonna watch like of course you're gonna watch the whole thing and then everything else is just kind of bonus but yeah raj you know slamming into josh allen's uh golf cart early there and just kind of joking around i did kind of like fade out in the middle when he he did just kind of stop talking when they weren't playing as well for a while there but i mean it's it's fun to watch i think you have a it's cooler it's a made for tv event so i don't like when you do it in Vegas, and that course was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable, incredible. Not what incredible. the fuck was that? There was a waterfall. Yeah, that was maybe the biggest, densest. The, the amount of water that was falling from yeah. that waterfall, unbelievable course. Good for that course hosting. It's smart, but, but I think it with the fact that it is like a made for. T- I think it kind of just takes away from it a little bit when you have fans and spectators there, because then that's just like another thing that those guys have to deal with. Like the previous two ones, when it you know it was COVID, but when no one's there, like those guys are kind of more focused have on the, yeah they have because they have to carry the event then like they're shit talking one another and I, like maybe a few people but that felt like uh you know the way it was set up it was like almost like it was a friday or a saturday at like a pga tour event like people yelling on every tee shot and stuff like that like i think that's almost too much for what this event is because we want to hear we want to hear them we don't give a shit about the fans surrounding it i enjoyed patrick mahomes on the mic too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i enjoyed it how many beers do you think he put down? Five, five probably, because he was going on to four when he asked Josh, like, hey, I probably need to get him, you know, a Coors Light or two, because his mic also stopped working, so he didn't say basically Yeah, Josh anything. couldn't hear anything. Yeah. yeah, he couldn't hear we anything. We didn't hear Josh at all. Josh, but no. They said Bill's Mafia was the biggest crowd that was out there, by the way. It was just AirPods, really? right? Yeah, yeah, one AirPod, mm-hmm. and then I, I think a phone it's a phone is following each person's mm-hmm. mic because you saw them do an exchange of a headphone a couple mm-hmm. different times in the back there. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoy it. I appreciate that they do it. I obviously, alongside everybody else, could s- 
I don't want to say like, oh, I could do this better, I could do this better. The whole thing, like the press conference was not needed. Yeah. No, not at all. I don't think all. the press conference was no. needed. Uh, the quarterback conversation afterwards, though, Ernie, though, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Aaron chatted about maybe, you know, uh, retirement at some point, and some people were pissed about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people were pissed that Aaron Rodgers is 37, 38 years old. Making it about himself again. He was one of back to back MVPs, won a Super Bowl, legitimized himself as the greatest uh, in the pantheon of the greatest football players of all time. I mean, he's done all that. And I think we've all learned that he's maybe interested in some other shit, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like outside of football, he mm-hmm. seems to be a very deep thinker, loves reading, loves experiencing, mm-hmm. loves traveling. Like, there's a lot of reasons why you would think, oh, the guy who has multiple hundreds of millions of dollars just on the field, let alone off the field maybe he doesn't want to commit his entire being to throwing a football anymore if you've listened to him chat at all this is not me going to bat for Aaron but I just think it's hilarious that this guy who's 38 years old 37 years old is thinking about retirement and they are burying him of course (laughs) I was like oh that's a little piece of information that I don't think he has said publicly uh, yet he's Mm -hmm. actually addressed it felt like he was actually talking in that room felt comfortable in that room as was Tom Pat and Josh I I think the the sit down with Ernie was awesome Mm-hmm. There was obviously some sound bites throughout the game that were incredible. There were some great shots. I think there was some shit that Patrick Mahomes is doing in the middle of that that I did not expect him to be able to do. No. And I should have, though. I should have. Yeah. Like, why did we not expect Patrick Mahomes to be a fucking stick? I don't, I don't know why we even thought that was the case. He was shaping shots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially on a course that he's played that often. This like, guy was fucking shaping shots out there. He hit that par three, and he was like, oh, get the kick, get the kick. And it went right, right off out. the side of the green and basically rolled, you know, 10 feet from the hole. He was very impressive. Golf. At Boston Connor, uh, obviously, the Celtics start tonight. Last night, you were watching the Rangers and Tampa Bay. You're watching That's Hockey Talk. You're watching the match. You doing? I was watching the match. I mean, I was pretty locked in on the match. Fuck I, that talk you talk. Well, no, I bounced in and What's out. What's that all about? No, Nick? I bounced in and out. Who cares? Bruins are dead. Yeah, exactly. Hockey, hockey season ended for me. You know, months ago. It's it's been basketball season here for you know four or five months. But <laughs> you're a bad guy. No, how? I watched. I added to you the are view scum. count. You, whoa, whoa, Nick. Whoa. I don't think what that's the, the case. Yeah, well, I added the view count as well. I was yeah. watching the match. Yeah, thank you for that. No, no problem. So did I. <laughs> no, you saw. You said you said I watched. Yes, I said I did. did you watch that talk? You talked. Did you watch this? Did you said? Uh, no, I watched the match. Well, is what you said. Entirely, I watched the match. I didn't Done. watch entirely that talk. You talked. Me neither. By the way. Okay, Nick. Nick. Yeah, I know. He told me. He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna pop in." Well, I mean. I don't know. I thought there'd be a double standard, but that's okay. Don't worry about well, it. Well, there is a double standard here, obviously, because I am the person that said, yeah, I popped in, yeah. watched yeah. that talkie yeah. talk, yeah. and then when I asked you if you watched that talkie talk, you said, no, no you had I watched the match. match. Scum. No, that's that what you said. What I you are scum. No. Yeah, if I only watch half of the match and I watch all hockey talk, I would have said, that's hockey talk, but I only watch half of that hockey talk and all of the match, so I watched the match. You would watch all of that corporate piss ant yeah. bullshit. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you mean? We all... It was interesting though. We should have got a we should have done a sponsor in that. Eh, maybe next year. Nah. They don't say anything. Like that's the only thing. I know, I but that like, would have been awesome if the par three rolls around. This is sponsored by the Pat McAfee show. Yeah. Five million dollars up for mm-hmm. a hole in one. Well, I mean, fuck it, because I would do the big mattress Mac. Yeah. Yeah. I would do on the other end, I would just do a bet against and it. And they should come close on any of happen, them. Yeah. Yeah, but they might. I mean, who knows next time. That's what didn't make any sense though. A lot of bad golf in it out there. At Town Diggs, uh, not impressed, obviously, with <laughs> the golf that happened out there. Is that you? I would like everybody to watch this video of this man getting plucked in the head. 
Okay, he was one of many. By the way, one. You don't. And the camera is kind of scattered because a person loses the ball. Just do the sound. Just listen yeah. to the sound. Mm-hmm. This is. And then Tyrone, we'll get your take on said guy. Go ahead and run the video, please. This is from yesterday's the match. Josh Allen nails a fan standing next to me. It's a par three. He is searching for the ball. Where it lost it. Sun's so bright. We're in the fucking sun. We're in the desert. Can't find it. Where is it? Oh, oh, I got it. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Guy's got the hat, too. He fucking loved being yeah. Oh, pumped. Oh, shit. Necklace. Neck. Hey, sir. Necklace? Okay? I mean, he has no idea where he's going right Nick. now. That guy's smiling. Oh, my God. Did you really get hit? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. head. Oh shit! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Another one. This is what it was like. Yeah. yeah. This is what the match was like. Oh, yeah. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. All right. So, honestly, the way that video was pitched to me by somebody in this office, I will not put a name on it. No. Right. But the way that video was pitched to me before I watched it by somebody in this office, I will not put a name on. Did you see that soft ass bitch that got hit? Yeah. yeah. Did you see the angle from the fan of that guy <laughs> who tried to basically make a million dollar insurance claim on the fucking course? Yeah. Acted like he got shot like it was Normandy. Yeah. And yeah. I watched that video back a couple times. Mm-hmm. That guy's smiling after getting boinked in the head with a fucking golf ball from 160 yards away, 170 yards away. That would hurt so bad. The noise of that ball hitting his foot. Yes, that would hurt so bad. Is that what it was? Yeah. What? What? (laughs) So I will not say which person said all of those things, but Tone, I would like your take. I mean, this fucking guy's what's wrong with America. What are you Like I said, he was acting like he got fucking shrap metal through his fucking jugular on Normandy. (laughs) Oh my. Now, the second time that I've watched it, I think he may have fucking smacked his arm. (laughs) Tone. First off, it's a seven iron. So what? You're 150 yards away. This guy's. Everyone's saying heads up, and he's just fucking staring into the sun, waiting for it. I, and then he, the way he reacts, and then he's, oh, I don't know if it hit my neck or my head or my necklace. This guy, run it if back. I was there. Run it back. I would have loved to have just potted him in the ribs while he was laying. <laughs> oh my god! Tony, you're a problem. It's hard to find a ball, especially. It is. Oh yeah, can't well, I mean, see. This is a camera. Clear skies, by the way. Fucking clear skies. Vegas looks like a great time right now. <laughs> Oh, heads up right here. Heads up. Oh, oh my god. 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 Where'd the ball go? Oh my god. Oh shit. Back to the head. Necklace. Neck. Hey, sir. Is he okay? Whoa! <laughs> is Nick his friend that's filming? Oh my god, What's your shit? Clearly stunned. Tone, what's your problem? This guy's probably concussed right in the CT. That's what he gets for wearing a full Paisley shirt, too, by the way. Come on. Color scheme. Obviously, you've talked about it. There's balls hanging going at these people all day long. Everyone, you see everyone else in the video put arms in up <laughs> like they're in the middle of a lightning storm, which you're supposed to put your ass up in the air. And I assume this asshole fucking, I, I think he purposely ate it wherever he ate it. 
You think he he's looking? He was looking for a lawsuit. He was looking for a lawsuit or something like that. I mean, he's looking for an easy ride. He thought, hey, if I get hit like this, I won't have to work anymore. I'll be a millionaire. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, we've heard that in the past. Exactly. You're, you're telling me though that everybody knows if you're at a golf tournament, the universal move is you did what is it? One hand in the front, one hand in the back. That's kind of, yeah. Like this? That's the move? Well, it's hard with the hat on. But Fox, you remember when we created what you do for a oh, plane crash? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Basically saves. You got to grab your left. You got to put your left arm on the wall, right hand on the ceiling, yeah. mm-hmm. and then you put one foot on the chair in lock front of your you. Knees. Yeah, you got to lock them out. Oh, yeah, those you... things won't snap like pixie sticks. Well, that's, that's what we're saying. You don't. Do you have a better answer? Yeah, <laughs> just lay there. Do you have a better answer? No, because you're holding it. the ceiling. Hold the ceiling up. Yeah. yeah, and you're holding the window in place. See, I always go arms at my you. side because I don't. I, every airplane crash movie, someone always gets a piece of metal from the seat through their ribs, and I don't want that. So I wanted to try to go. Through I think my you're arms. supposed to make yourself as small as possible, and you guys are basically no, exposing. No, every you are wrong. You now we're keeping everything off of us. TC, no, that's when you're pass rushing. You got to get skinny. Yeah, get thin whenever you. What you say, TC told us it was the right answer. Yeah, and talk about it. Use that. Should have known that's a lie because no plane TC is in, is ever going down. <laughs> oh, why okay. would you say that? What is yeah, your problem? Wood. I got eight hundred thousand hours of film and research that tells me otherwise. I saw him fly that James Corden guy around. Uh-huh. Yeah, pretty pretty amazing. Was it looks like old Ty wasn't fibbing yesterday when he says <laughs> TC's ripping and riding these F 14s But in Top Gun, he was not flying those. Points. No. Okay. I don't know. Do yeah, you? he was. After watching James Corbin video, I don't know. Not so sure. He fucking flew that some bitch upside down. James Corbin was literally suspended in his seat. His entire body is <laughs> touching the thing. Oh my god! And they got. I think they used the Top Gun camera to film that bit. That's oh yeah, it. Mm-hmm. they're flying this. This fucking guy's just flying upside down in a yeah. fighter plane. It's Tom Cruise flying it, laughing, smiling, doing his thing. The more I learn about this guy, the more I should have been respecting him a long time. That's right. Well, hey, never too late. I'm glad that you finally come around. Well, everybody seems to say that the one, the one thing, you know. About Tom? Yeah. What about? Yeah. What's that? That'll never go away. Huh? Huh? We know. What are you talking about? What are you referring to? The one thing about Tom. What? What we talk? We know. <laughs> what is it? I mean, I'm, I don't want to get the YouTube channel taken down. We know. Oh. Well, we've talked about this before, haven't we? Yeah. Because there was that one right. in San Francisco that yes, we walked by. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. They chased you for six blocks. That Bingo. was awesome. Imagine they would have got me in there. That. Everybody thinks they're going to get this brain. You're not. I don't uh, care how I talented love, you I are. I love how your idea was, uh, yeah, we can just put a For the boy, uh, Brand flag up in there. Just kind of want to walk around look around in this place. Yeah, but <laughs> can you imagine if it wasn't just some sloppy guy, but we saw fucking TC form running behind you? Like Then you're like, you're dead. I mean, you're, you're there. He's so, so high, though, that he doesn't do any of that. No, stuff I know. Anymore. I know. I'm Jay. He's ordering people Metaphorically speaking here. I'm just... <laughs> I'm telling you, I got a lot of tweets about this particular religion this guy believes in yesterday yeah. as I was putting him over. So a what? Bit. You see him on fucking Top Gun Maverick? That's he all saved you America. Yeah. He saved the world. Yeah. That's all you need to worry what, about. the guy likes physics and chemistry? What's, what's the problem with that? Well, that would just be science, I believe. Exactly. Yeah. This is a different thing. Scientology. Yeah. Well, that's the study I mean, of sciences. Someone else. I'm not will. sure if that is what it is. I, uh, to be honest, I tried to go into one of the churches. Ty would not let me walk in there. Couldn't do it. 
Someone else. Ty actually Heisman to me <laughs> out of the church. Oh, yeah. It looked real nice. I'm like, oh, I'm going to snoop around. I, I will walk into a church. You go in there, it's just a bunch of beakers and bunts and burners and stuff. I know how to work that. And they got to use those little things that uh, uh, yeah. spark the flame, the uh, yeah. Meyer flask. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Eye cleaner, eye washer right there. Too. I don't know why it's such a big deal if that's all that's going on there. I, f- I think you're wrong. Uh, I don't know. Let's go to our guest. I'm sure he, uh, we got to call him back. Okay. okay. There was another guy who was pretty big headline news who's also in that uh, religion. Who's that? What's he trying to do? Will Smith. All right, let's get to a break. Okay. <laughs> we'll reset everything. Okay, we can't be talking about this, I don't mm-hmm. think. Because we don't know enough. No, we don't. Mm-hmm. All we know is what we've been told. What we've been told is what you guys have been told. What we've been told is that their, their religion is a very powerful one. Oh, yeah. Different. And TC's I- doing it. It can't be wrong. I'm in. Well, <laughs> I think that's what they do. They do a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> us now is one of the hosts of the Believe in Steelers podcast, an absolute stud, a Super Bowl champion, a man who's beloved around Pittsburgh and the NFL worldwide. Ladies and gentlemen, Ike Taylor. What's up, man? What's up, P-Mac? Bro, y'all killing me. No, no. Yo, God, I'm talking about private plane after private plane after New Deal after New Deal. We go from the P-Mac... Then after the P-Mag, we're going to hit the wrestling. Then after the wrestling, we do a little Kentucky Derby. Boy, you everywhere. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I appreciate that, Ike. Uh, thank you for following along. And I need to take a nap at some point. A little tired. I mean, we are, we're really going, but we are very lucky to do it. And when people like you join our show, we get offers to do even more shit because how electrifying you are, Ike. Oh, yeah. Nah, P-Mag. Yeah. Hell with me. You big tap. You big you big time, baby. No, no, <laughs> no. All no. That, no, no, no. You killing this thing, dog. No, no. Well, I appreciate you, Ike. That means a lot. Thank you for joining us. We miss you over here. Actually, oh, yeah. this morning we were chit-chatting, and it was a full like, who haven't we talked to in a while? And as soon as your name popped up, everybody was like, fucking Ike. Yes. yes. Need Ike Taylor. So we apologize. It's been too long. We miss you. We hope life is good. How's the family? How's that son that was running like two miles every morning before school? Mm-hmm. Didn't have social media media is he still going and what's the nil looking like are we getting paid for this thing or not man we i ain't gonna say we trying but at the same time he's really doing this thing he uh we just got an offer last night well we getting the watch list from usc he ain't nothing but a sophomore in high school he played safety so he went from michigan michigan florida state now usc so the little man just doing this thing but when i say he put the work in he put the work in just like his daddy plus most so he just get it right now. At the age of 15, P-Mac, he just gets what it be to, what it is to be a professional, what it is to have passion for the game. But he just put a lot of work in. So I'm very proud of him. I'm a proud dad, bro. If I'm a coach or a GM or anything, and there's a chance for the son of a professional athlete, doesn't even have to be an NFL guy, just the son of right. a professional athlete, I think the advantage to that is it cannot be counted. I don't think it can be uh, measured. I think it's a big deal seeing somebody accomplish something, what it takes to accomplish something, and then hopefully being able to apply it. I think that is a real weapon. I'd assume that's what a lot of these schools are thinking about your son, who's obviously incredibly talented and works his ass off, but he's also seen it, done it, and knows what it's going to take, you know? First of all, as a GM, if I was a GM, I always go for the bloodline. Yes. Like you you mess around to have a boy. I'm gonna go look for 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 the McAfee for a kicker because I understand his daddy bloodline. Like that's just what it is as a GM. 
Now what takes my son over the top is he got a high IQ. And at the time he was born, the man had been to three Super Bowls. He didn't been inside the locker room. So he understood. And I, I got to applaud Coach T for this because Coach T let our kids come to training camp and get some of that training camp feeling. And you know, back in the day, in the early 2000s, that training camp, we was doing real live two-a-days. You know what I'm saying? So we was banging every day. So he got to see that. And he can still tell you to this day, man. He remember Uncle Debo. Y'all probably know him as James Harrison. He was like, uh, when you play football, make sure you take the soul out of these kids. Run through them. <laughs> and he still remember that to this day. And that's exactly what that young man be doing. Hey, that's like an old school thought, you know, that's being passed down. And he's in his very new generation. Has the NIL thing crept, uh, crept into his life at all? Is he, Are you thinking about that? Because uh, Lane Kiffin... Well, it was like two days ago. Yeah. Lane Kiffin, two days, three days ago, said everybody is making their decisions now on how much money they can make. It's not about the size of the stadium. It's not about the prestige. It's not about your facilities. Now, Georgia announced an $80 million facility upgrade literally the next day, and I think those photos are helping recruit as well, maybe. But Lane Kiffin said, how could you blame him not just taking the money? Has that crept into your life at all? Nah, we straight over here. But the NIL deal, it's not for everybody, though. You got you got to be that top dog. You know how it is, P Mac. Only your top dogs on certain teams get paid the big money. Yes. So you like you what, what you got? A hundred guys on the on the roster in college. Only about three of them about to get big money, and it just depends on who you are. It depends on how many stars you got. It depends on how the how the football team, the organization, feel about you. But these parents and these kids got to understand everybody ain't getting big money. It's the same way as the NFL. You have to be that guy to get that big guy money. Hey, I heard that's like potentially fucking with kids. You know, like kids are getting like, uh, I don't want to say jaded, but like obviously at 17 years old, if you think you're better than somebody and they're getting $150,000 and you're getting nothing, that can affect me. I think there's a lot of like potential psychology shit that could fall into all this as well, where you're getting you're getting baptized by the business at 17 now, as opposed to after your first deal in the NFL, normally like what, 25, 25, 26. Now it's happening like nine years later or earlier. It's a different thing, I think. It's a much different world. So it just got to run its course. I mean, you can just look at it like baseball. Baseball, them guys come out of high school before they get to the big leagues, they say in big bucks. Oh, yeah. And some of them just, you know, they, some of them just don't make it to the big leagues. But we talking about 17-year-olds getting paid $2 million in baseball. It's the same way what it's about to be in college football. And that's just what it is. But these guys are a little bit more mature in baseball because they just play baseball year-round. When it comes down to the college guys, it's not about to be everybody. You know what I'm saying, P-Max? So that's what these, that's what these kids and these uh, moms and these dads and these coaches got to understand. Everybody ain't about to get them big bucks, bro. It's tough to understand business, especially if your family doesn't come from, like, business – you know, backwards, Correct. like dropping it in. It's a tough thing. To, how do you not take it personal? I wasn't good at it early. Like, I would take everything per- like, oh, fuck you. Okay, that's how that's going to be. It'd be hard, I think, as a high schooler, even more on top of that. It's going to be interesting yeah. to watch it un- unfold. I'm pumped, though, that your kid's an absolute dog. <laughs> it sounds like that's going to be awesome <laughs> to watch. Uh, he's got obviously. Nah, yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, no yeah but I, t- I told my son I'd rather, I'd rather him be a late bloomer then flame out early. So, okay, you know you better than the kid who probably came in with a few stars better than you, but you know by the end of the day, you're going to walk them down. I tell them all the time, man, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So don't even trip. So I, I had to do it. I didn't see people get more money than me, and I'm like, 
man, I know I'm better than this dude right here. But I understood the marathon part of the business, and I wind up walking everybody down. Hey, that's very mature of you. You know what I mean? That's very, very mature of you. And I think the reason why you have such a good relationship with the Steelers is because of that mindset, though. You kind of understood the uh, the overall brand new GM hired from within. Do you see them changing anything at all, or is the Steeler way going to be the Steeler way forever? Nah. You think? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Omar, first of all, Omar from the city. That's from New Orleans. So Omar from the city. Um, Omar been with Pittsburgh. 20 years plus in that organization. So not only do he bring the GM standpoint and what it is to be a stealer, and what you what I say what it is to be a stealer is we don't look at height, size, and speed. Do the kid love football? Is the kid unselfish? And do he mind smashing people in the face <laughs> every play? That's what it is to be a stealer. And that's what I think Omar going to kind of get back to. And Omar used to be the financial guy. So not only you got a GM, you also got a G GM who know how to talk that money part when it comes down to these contracts. So, man, Omar come with a lot of tools in his toolbox. He just so happened to be the GM now. So Tomlin probably helps with scouting, and has he always helped with scouting, you think? And that is, uh, that's why he's at every pro day, it feels like. He's deep in the process with Colbert. He, and that's what he's looking for, right? The guy you just described is exactly what Tomlin wants on the team. Coach, he love that shit, man. He, he, he just, he just loves football. He loves the process. He loves coaching. He loves the scouting. He loves he love traveling, going look at kids and trying to find the best still. It's very rare that you find a coach that truly, genuinely and is passionate about football. He, I, I just sat in the meetings with him. You know, I think I was one of the only active players who sat in a meeting on draft day and watch them have draft picks. Now, when it was time for them to try to replace me, of course they told me to get my ass out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah we're looking for somebody cheaper and younger than you right now. Yeah, 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 yeah I understand. Slide, yeah. slide your butt out, and we'll tell you to come back in after we pick this corner. But I understood the business side of it, though. So whenever you think about the future of the Steelers, and I know Tomlin, when there was allegations of him going to USC, uh, he, he came out and cut a promo about the basically the chair that he sits in. This is the best coaching job right. in football, and you're asking if I'm going to go coach kids, basically. He felt very disrespected. With Colbert kind of leaving, Omar coming in, you would assume now what? There's just like, how, how much longer do you think Tomlin's going to go and do this? And the passion of football, I mean, Belichick's coaching until he's 80. Yeah. He's going to coach until he's 80. Tomlin right. is only getting better, right. I think, because he said he connects with this younger generation uh, because his kids are that age. Like, I feel like Tomlin maybe Correct. feels like he's in his prime. Like, right now is, is his best time. What do you see for his future, and have you chatted with him about that at all? Yeah, I just had Coach, I just had coach T on the show. Man, Coach T, uh, <laughs> Coach T been getting money for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she's quiet. I don't think people understand that. Coach T, Coach T about to hit 90, 90 million coaches. Let's go! Yeah, yeah. And, they, and they're going to continue to give coach because you can't, you can't replace them. That's, that, that's just one of the guys who, who is just overall in general, he can pretty much do it all. He can coach. He understands the generation. Um, and he can come in the scouting department and he can help scout and draft guys in the NFL. And he been hit. Like, if you look under, you know, the Pro Bowl guys, he didn't draft it, man. This It's crazy. So he's another Hall of Fame coach, soon to be, whenever he wants to retire. Before, like, Pittsburgh just letting coach go, 
Now they just gave him like a two, three year extension. So I'm sure after this, they wind up getting to the Super Bowl or they see a bright future in their young guys. They're going to wind up resigning him again and he's going to hit 100 million easy. Okay, good for him, by the way. I want everybody to get to at least 100 million in there. Get to a bazillion, whatever you want yeah. to help everybody gets to. Coach D, obviously beloved in Pittsburgh. Tell him digs your question. Ike, do you think every room or every position room needs to have a, a veteran in it. Now, like, for example, I'm talking about the Steelers wide receiver room here. Now, they're, they're very talented, but they're all very, very young. And, like, if the Colts, if the Colts don't bring T.Y. back, like, they have a very talented but very young wide receiver room. Like, do you think every room should have a vet in it? I think every team should have at least four vets, two on defense, two on offense. It doesn't necessarily have to be in that room. Um, because them four vets gonna hold everybody accountable, and you kind of go, you kind of gotta go by the generation. What I think um, the LA Rams do so well, they got Whitlock, right? Whitten, I'm sorry, and he holds everybody accountable. He's like a coach on the field. He's like dad on the field. Then you got your Aaron Donald, who's in the next generation, and we all can see what he do. Hopefully, he about to get paid his hundred and fifty million. Then you got a Jalen Ramsey. He's a little bit younger than Aaron Donald. So you got a lot of guys. You got a lot of guys. You got three different generations. And I think every team should have at least, you know, when it comes down to dogs on the team, you got guys who are going to hold each other accountable, but they can also come to work every day. What you going to tell Wick? You know, you can't tell Wick too much because he's been there, done that. What you going to tell Aaron Donald? We see what he's doing all season. Like, he take his all season. More, now ain't going to say more serious during the season. But we see why he's doing what he's doing. I mean, this is this man, APL. If he wants to retire right now, he's going to go to the Hall of Fame tomorrow. That's just what it is. Jalen Ramsey that they acquired. If Jalen Ramsey wants to retire, he's going to go to the Hall of Fame tomorrow. So you just got to find and balance out. And we ain't even going to talk about Coach Sean McVay. So how I look at what the L.A. Rams are doing, they just in the perfect situation on guys they have in certain generations so guys can relate to different guys coming in whether they're coming from free agency or whether these guys are veteran guys you got to have that in the locker room um i i think the way you described generations like second generation third generation nfl guys or any other sport you said the bloodline like i think the bloodline in nfl teams is you hope that those vets you know, just try to speed up the uh, process of making you a better pro. Like, you're a great football player. Now we got to make you a pro. I, I think that is something that I, I think a lot of teams look at. Is so vital, though. So fuck. You said two on offense, two on defense. It is huge because it doesn't get you till it gets you, uh, gets you right. Like that's what everybody says. But like those little things that have been happening all season, maybe you're too talented to get by. That maybe if you had no G, that would just say, ah, we can't be doing that or whatever. Then in a playoff game, it fucking gets you. Whatever it is, somebody's late to a meeting, somebody misses something, something happens that's maybe been taking place. It's so vital, like honestly, I think that's that's why the Steelers, I think, have been so impressive for so long because it's like a college alumni come back it's like you're welcomed in the building the next generation welcome it's like a fraternity basically where ogs come back that is so big such a weapon i think such a fucking weapon to your culture we had it we had it in pittsburgh you hit it on the head p mac we had it in pittsburgh we had when i first walked in the in the building we had bussy jerome bettis so he taught me more how to be a professional off the field how to network off the field than anything 
Then you go with your James Ferry. We call we acquired James Ferry from the Jets, first round draft pick from the Jets. He taught me what it was to be on and off the field. Then I had the Shea Townsend in my position coming from Alabama. Shea was like the third generation because I was like the fourth. He's the third generation. He gave me his four expedition. He didn't even know me. As soon as I stepped off the plane, he said, look, young buck, I'm going to give you the keys to the Dillicar, get lost, find you a GPS, and you can have this uh, four expedition for the whole year. So that's the kind of love I was used to. So I, I get exactly what you're saying, man. Like they just broke everything down, whether it's on the field or off the field, and they weren't worried about nobody taking their position. They was like, man, if we win, everybody, <laughs> you know, you win Super Bowls, everybody get paid. That's just, whether you're on that team or you go free agency, when you win a Super Bowl, everybody want to know why? how in the heck y'all won this Super Bowl and why. Yeah. But by the end of the day, it's our brotherhood and holding each other accountable. Well, we definitely had that in Pittsburgh for like 10 years. If you want to, if you win, there's enough to go around is what they say. And then the next sign is like, Man. maybe not here, maybe not here, <laughs> but there will be enough to go around because they would like just a taste of it. They come, come bring whatever you had into our building and hopefully it'll spread. Bob Miller. Yes. You can just look at Vaughn. Vaughn won a Super Bowl. He just got what, he just got a hundred piece from Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. So that's 60, his, that's 60, his 60, second hundred yeah. piece. But they 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 wanted they want them kind of guys in the building in their locker room because they understand and know what it takes. That's why, and I I say this so much, it's getting annoying. But like people that said Tom Brady's free agency was not going to be. That, like, you don't think every fucking team is going to want Tom Brady in their building? Like, I, I, and then allegedly, it wasn't, allegedly, there wasn't a lot of teams that wanted it. It made no sense to me. I'm like, if Tom Brady comes to your building, your equipment managers are better, you your training room's better, your chef's better, Everybody. everybody's better because they don't want to fuck it up. Everybody. We got a guy, I don't want to fuck Everybody. it up. It's like that type of stuff. I think, obviously, some places do it, some places don't, some places win, some places won't. I mean, that's just how it goes. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, hey, I agree. Hey, female, female, fellas. Tom, during a pandemic, during the pandemic, came into Tampa Bay, really couldn't practice on any field because he came during when the pandemic was starting to get bad. During a pandemic, a year after, a year after uh, the quarterback left, my guy, 30 for 30, uh, James Winston. A year after James Winston left, came in during a pandemic, and effed around and won a Super Bowl. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So you can't, what, value. This, this man holds nothing. They say he the GOAT. I say, no, 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 no. He's a statue. Oh. Every city he goes in, they need to go on and put a statue of this man in front of the stadium. Because that's all he's been doing. He's been statue with everybody he plays. So, hey, statue, a little, a one step above GOAT. Uh-huh. Oh, 100%. 100%. Oh. It froze up there. It was a great line, too. It was a great bar that you had there. Mm -hmm. This man's not a goat. He's a statue. Appreciate it. It's a great... I mean, I just... I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it. As like Taylor would say, this dude's a fucking statue. He's not a goat. He's, he's Peyton right. Manning's a statue right out here at Lucas Hall Stadium, by the way. There's a, there's a Peyton Manning statue out here that people come flock to to take pictures in front of every time they come to a game. It's like, that makes sense. Yeah. Exactly right. Change the entire world. Last question for you, Ike. We can't thank you enough. Good, Connor. Yeah, Ike, with all the money that wide receivers have been getting this offseason, do you think corners uh -huh. are kind of the next in line me. to get those $30 million <laughs> a year contracts? Say it again, I'm sorry. Do you think corners are probably the next <laughs> position up to get those massive contracts like the wide receivers oh, have been getting this year? Uh, 
Man, you see what them boys did, man. Them boys did the four, uh, the four for 90. My little young boy from Green Bay, he just got the four for 90. 30 million a year almost so, is what mm-hmm. they're saying it's going to get to. Yeah. <laughs> man, look, listen to I was born, I was born 15 years too early. Yeah, yeah. Because, God, man. <laughs> you know, Jalen about to come up in a couple of years, too. Jalen's going to watch, man. These boys about to get the, there's no more, oh, baseball getting more money. Uh, basketball getting more money. These corners, these wide receivers, because we just saw what Cheetah just got, Tyreek Hill. Cheetah just got a nice little deal, and he just surpassed uh, Devontae Adams. We just saw my young boy from Green Bay get a new deal, and the next one coming up. And we, whoever going to get the next one, what, he going to get 35 a year if he's that guy? So, yeah, P-Mac, fellas, I'm just <laughs> – Mama, why y'all couldn't why y'all couldn't hold off? Patience, <laughs> a little bit more patience, a decade and a half or so. It's everybody's numbers are going up. Like the NFL is in a incredible spot. I mean, and they are in a very good spot right now. There's some shit that's about to go on off the field that could bring some light uh, to some things that the NFL doesn't want. But as soon as Bills Rams kicks off mm-hmm. on that Thursday night to start the season, the NFL is oh, king. They no. know it. They know it with all these platforms and sports books. Everybody that has all the money, everybody that has the money, platforms and sports books, okay, they're the dominant uh, performer on the platforms. And the sports books all make money off there. I mean, there is just a never-ending. They're only going to keep making money, which means the players will make money. But the NFL is only going to grow, I think, financially, massively for everybody. Yeah, these young, boy, young boys understand. They know their value. They're not taking the home team discount no more. Like, when, we, when, when I came, we take a little home team discount, and I'm glad I did stay on Pittsburgh. But these young boys right here, they're chasing, they chasing their money because they say, man, if a ring comes, a ring come. But you know what? That ring ain't paying my bills. This fat-ass contract I'm about to get is going to pay my bills, and this will be generational wealth. I've seen a lot of people try to sell their rings later. I ain't never seen anybody try to sell the money they make. <laughs> no, no. Uh, we appreciate you for joining us, Ike. How is New Orleans? You down there right now? No, I'm in, I'm in Orlando. I'm in the O. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've been back to New Orleans lately? Yeah, I think I'm going to shoot down this Saturday, bro. Let's go. How is it? I, I like it. We were there literally the week before COVID. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was in New Orleans at a Pelicans game. I announced Zion and the boys. I introed them. Yeah. Then we hopped on a plane back to Indy. Mm-hmm. And I think COVID was like epicenter in New Orleans. And it was, oh, yeah, yeah. It was a week yeah. later. Haven't been back. Is New Orleans back? Do you know? Is it all the way back? No, no. I, I hit that once a month. Slide through. Next time you're down there, slide through. We'll have a great time. I know y'all like to have a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have a great time. Okay, let's do Okay, we will do that. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Ike Taylor, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, bro. We are normally joined by a college football national champion. Whoa. Mm-hmm. A Super Bowl champion. A Ryder Cup champion. You just think about that resume right there. You think, wow, what a Hall of Fame character. You have no idea. This guy is the face of Ohio as well. Ladies and gentlemen, COVID survivor, AJ Hall. Yeah! Yeah! What's going on, dude? Oh, here we go. Free goomp. Oh, nice. Oh, Oh, nice. Yeah. Got the tri-blend, too. Phil hooked me up and switched it to the tri-blend. Oh, did, oh that's, did hey, Thank man. you for buying that, by the way. It's really nice. Nice, man. Thanks, AJ. Thanks, AJ. Thank you for uh, supporting our friend Goomp. Yeah. Because I could have sent you. We could. Well, it wouldn't have been me. It probably would have been Phil. And then, but they could have sent you one for free. But then that wouldn't have gone to Goomp's. No. 
I'm back in Canada fun. That's right. You know what I mean? So that's very nice of you to do that for a guy, Goomp. How you doing, pal? I'm doing good, pal. Watched the match last night. I'm sure you guys already went over it, but uh, I thought it was it was somewhat exciting at times. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> let's ex- nothing against the players, nothing against anyone in the field. It's just the format is just kind of awkward at times. I think. Uh, okay. Let's expound upon that. What do you mean? Do you think it should be shorter? Do you think it should be a little bit more lively? Do you think it should be different players? Do you think it should be pros and amateurs? What are your thoughts on it? It's not that uh, uh, exciting all the time. Well, I don't really have a whole lot of solutions for this. Honestly, I don't know. That's the thing. Like, I'm not sitting here complaining about it, saying like this was garbage. I love it. I hope they continue to do it. But I'm saying like for the full 12 holes, it's hard to keep everybody dialed in, I think. I think so, too. There is definitely a lull, which I think happens with regular golf, but the golf shots kind of carry the program, mm-hmm. and we kind of know what we're expecting. In this particular case, I think we're all you know, looking for an entertainment Right, entertainment, mm-hmm. entertainment, entertainment. And if it's going for five fucking hours, I mean, there's going to be a lot there. But the cast of characters that they bring together and assemble for the match is massive. I mean, that is an all-star crew, AJ. You have three different networks putting people on there, let alone J.J. Watt, the greatest of all time. Back-to-back MVP, Aaron Rodgers, who is just Aaron Rodgers, and everything Aaron Rodgers does will get talked about by anybody. Patrick Mahomes, who became America's sweetheart again yesterday, hossing some beers. What? And Josh Allen, it might be, what, the nicest, friendly, most upbeat yeah. guy of all time. I do feel in this, I might it might be a misread here, I think Tom Brady, massive fan of Josh Allen. Okay, honestly. And I think Tom Brady looks at Josh Allen and he called him like, he, he called him chunky a few different mm-hmm, times. Uh-huh. I think Tom Allen looks at Josh Allen and goes, why the fuck are you not? Like, you know, why are you not eating avocado ice cream right now, doing everything you possibly can? Because what you could, what you are right now, first of all, I think Tom legitimately sees that in Josh. I think because my wife obviously is a, anti-Tom Brady person. She grew up in Indianapolis, Colts, Patriots. I mean, that just, yeah. the amount of things that Tom Brady, happiness in moments that Tom Brady kind of took out of this city and a lot of different cities. There's a reason for, but as he was like continuing to go at Josh Allen, you know, she was like, see, he's a fucking asshole basically. And I'm like, I think he actually, I think that's like a form of like him. Absolutely. Yeah. If, you didn't, if you don't like him, you probably just ignore the dude and have nothing to say. That's what I'm thinking too, right? As I was listening to it, I'm like, I feel like Tom's looking at Josh like, hey, Josh, like, you have the capability. Put it all together. You yeah. have the capability to be a fucking absolute tank, you know. And in that the quarterback uh, conversation with Ernie Johnson, which was great, I enjoyed it. I loved it. I, I missed the first ten minutes. I didn't know they were running it. They were marketing. I thought for the Bleacher Report app, and on the guide it said it was playing uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, something like that. So I somehow didn't know that it was happening. So I missed the first ten minutes. But listening to Josh Allen talk about Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers' commitment to staying in shape for as long as they are and for everything like that. I was like, I related to Josh. I was like, Josh, you ain't fucking lying, dude. Like the amount of discipline it takes to continue to be a professional athlete and have your body be able to perform at those ages is not just on the field, that's off the field as well. That's your entire life. So I think Tom was like saying to Josh, like, hey, let's fucking go. But he he was a little hard on old Josh Allen. Why do you look hard on old Josh? And Josh was just laughing the whole Mm -hmm. time, having a good time. Well, found the driver about 10 holes too late. Josh looked (laughs) like maybe the coolest guy out there having a good time. But the Tom and Josh interaction made me believe that Tom looks at Josh and is like, hey. I I can see that. How old is Josh Allen? 26. 26 yeah i mean he's so so like think of the different stages of life he's 26 tom brady's 44 which is nuts to think about how great tom looks too but 
I mean, was Tom doing all this when he was 26? I don't think he had found this whole plan yet. Well, that's what I think happened, though. I think at some point, if we watch, if we remember the uh, last dance for Tom Brady. Man in the arena. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible guy. I'm a bad guy. Anyways, in there, it felt like he found his routine, you know, and the transformation of the face from being uh, baseball into, you know, now... You know, some other, but the dieting yes. and the whole like mm -hmm. buying in completely was something that happened through his career, and I think that is what he was trying to say to Josh. Yeah. Like, it is it is time for you to to start doing this whole thing, and I, I honestly believe it's because of what he thinks Josh could potentially become. Well, and I assume Brady too, when he looks back at it, he thinks like, man, if I were to start doing all the shit I did in my thirties with Guerrero when I was twenty six, like Josh Allen, I could have had you know ten Super Bowls. Like, even though he still has seven, and obviously that's why he came back unfinished business. Like you you know that he still thinks about those times where they were close enough but maybe his body wasn't you know completely still healthy towards the end of the season and he knows that if Josh Allen were to do that he could easily be the guy for the next 20 years because Josh is a freak show athlete yeah. yeah we'll be able to get away with yeah. doing things for a very long time because of how athletic he is you know like he'll be able oh, yeah. to get away with he'd probably still jump over people mm -hmm. and not even work on his like explode I don't know what he does he works his ass off I'm not saying that but Josh is able to get away with a lot I think is what Tom is saying whenever he's saying this to him if you were to really fucking go that's just my take I could be wrong because that did seem to be a constant throughout the entire show you know so I think that is definitely another Aaron went dead quiet for three hours <laughs> yeah. Jay, what yeah, happened yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I predicted this. It's a problem. What do you mean? And then, we, guess what? When it, So he went quiet for a little bit, which we all know. If And he, he didn't play. We don't all know. We don't all know. What happened? No. So, like, if you're if you're playing good golf, it's a lot easier to bounce around the fairways and <laughs> chat a little more, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. You notice, like, Aaron may have went quiet for a little bit when they, they were up to. Cool. Things are going great. Here we go. I'm chatting. And then when they start, you know, losing, they even it up. You may get a little bit quiet, but if you notice, when Aaron made that, he made a birdie putt, I believe, or he made a putt to to take it down to, they were only down one, I believe. Hole and 10 he or something. instantly started talking again. Hole nine or hole 10. Yeah, whenever that was. That's when he, he, he makes that putt, and then he smiles and turns around and says something. I'm like, okay, he's back. Here we go. Yeah, he ran up the hill, and he came back for something. They said he was mm -hmm. going to change his putter or something like that. I have no idea what he did. He came really? back. Yeah, because there was a moment where he was, you know – I didn't know if the thing stopped working. Did they? Did he know they were talking to him at certain different times? Because they said like, "Hey, Aaron," right. and he was yeah. clearly just not answering them, which is fantastic. Uh, but the way that started and the way that ended had to be exactly how Aaron Rodgers drew it up. All right, going to come in, birdie this thing. I'm going to end it with a 15 foot putt on a birdie, my own birdie, and we're going to go ahead and win. I mean, what a fucking night for Aaron Rodgers, yeah. AJ. I'd say. I mean. Yeah, how you start and how you finish. That's what people will remember. We don't know what happened in between that. But, I, I mean, it was a very competitive match, too. And they would have gone what, and done it closest to the pin if he didn't make this. Which he had just won, by the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about people talking about him not winning the closest to the pin back again. Like, just all the things that were potentially going to be said about Aaron <laughs> through that entire thing. I was just thinking about because he's a fascinating guy. And I get attacked. You know, because what were the only people that say like good stuff about Aaron Rodgers? I think the back-to-back -back MVP. Sorry about it. Sorry about it. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Everybody else wants to bury him. I understand that's like cool to do. Know him. He's nothing like any human I've ever encountered. I don't think. I, I'm not sure. But he's actually a human out there, and he's just his own person. Him alluding to the fact that he was thinking about retirement, which I don't think is 
I think it's the first time he's done that publicly, right? Uh, I don't know. On here, he has a little bit, right? I think so. I don't know. That's why I was trying to figure out whether those conversations were happening off air or on air. If he had chatted about retirement being a thought. He's like, what, 37, 38? 38. 38. He's 38 years old. Talking about contemplating retirement in an intimate conversation with three other fucking goats and Ernie Johnson. And this morning it was, oh, Aaron's making it all by himself. That was pre-recorded. That was yeah. pre-recorded. He's getting better. So we're getting attacked for even bringing that up. But the retirement thing at the age of 38, and he mentioned it. He was like, Tom Brady's got everybody's expectations. Out of, like he actually yeah. said to him, like everybody's expectations of this is crazy, you know. And he talks about life after football. Do you think he'll... Do you think he'll sail into the sunset with ease? Like, you're friends with him. It feels like he's into so much shit, right? He says he will. He definitely says, like, he's going to be fine stepping out of the spotlight and doing whatever that he wants to do. He loves to travel and do all of that. I mean, I would imagine seeing Tom Brady's Fox deal, it gets him a little bit interested. Hey, maybe I could try TV. I don't know. Like, I would think that would be the case. Hey, great calves yesterday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's very proud of that. Oh, yeah. What does he do? Does he just do those step-ups? No, calves are genetic, man. You know that. Well, Johnny Drama believes that. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? Everyone just brought up the uh, Tom Brady deal. Does him being an alien and being very super corny – Make anybody worry about him being number one broadcaster, or we just go? We're just good. What are you talking about? He had some good moments on that match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, did you? I, I mean, it was. I fucking almost shit myself, and I did piss my pants a little bit when he said there was a picture of Lombardi on a golf ball. And he said, hey, "Josh, you ever seen one of these?" And Josh, I had Josh. Like, yeah, man, I have seen the Lombardi. All right, I haven't won one, but and, man, I. The press woo! conference was tough, dude. There's there were some moments in the press conference that were very tough. The press, Tom Brady couldn't hear JJ Watt's questions that he was mm-hmm. reading from the mm-hmm. internet. JJ tried his absolute best, by the way. JJ he did he tried did. his absolute best in that press conference. I don't know how that was the press conference. What they chose to go with, you got, you got. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, J.J. Watt, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. I don't know how that press conference was the decision of what they were going to do. Just sit there, read from an iPad, ask the questions from the internet. Whatever the case, anytime we can hear these dudes speak, awesome. Okay, absolutely love it. Tom could not hear the questions from J.J. or Tom hated J.J. Or Tom was <laughs> yeah. so dialed into the golf that he didn't want to fucking talk it might about have it. been. Tom was getting pissed when they talked in his backswing when it threw his ear. Well, I would too, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I always wonder that. Like, that's what I, I tried to ask Aaron after the last one. Like, hey, what is it like wearing the AirPod? Like, can, what can you hear? Because sometimes I would imagine they shut their AirPod off when they stand over the ball. Because didn't Ernie even say that? Well, we were under the assumption mm-hmm. you yeah. couldn't hear us when you're over the ball, Tom. Well, that's because Tom said, hey, who's working the comms, I think he said, or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Because that's a real important thing, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I don't know how they shut them off, shut them off. And can you – yeah, I don't know how – So maybe the person holding the phone just turns on the volume and that's in control with your AirPods. So you have that person that holds a phone next to you. So that's what they're doing. I think they have sure. somebody with a phone. And then you saw the person come in with a satellite too. Mm-hmm. There was somebody that came in with like a little backpack thing that was basically service, I think, for all those phones. Wow and everything okay. out on the course because there's a lot of break they say like, oh, i haven't heard it's broken up or whatever i think that was a connection issue so i would assume it's maybe and look at us just figuring this out on air probably should talk about this off air or maybe ask them how it goes but it's much more you fun just, you can just mute it you don't have to hit the well mute would well that would be you mute. going the other way yeah you're right yeah Good yeah point. you have to turn it i think that person would have to turn it down completely and that probably happens as soon as you get over the rock as soon as you you step up because i 
I don't think I would be. If somebody was having a conversation with me and I'm sitting over there, <laughs> the ball is fucking tiny, and then you're trying to hit a spot that big, let alone a conversation happening. I think oh, that's man. why people get so mad. Oh yeah, that may help me. That may help me though in that in that match. Like I'd be, you're worried about that, and you're not thinking as much about your swing. I think constant sound, maybe. Right. Yeah, music. Yeah, if they jump in out of nowhere in mm -hmm. the middle of your backswing, yeah. But if they're talking as you're or you're approaching or whatever, and you have a little. You get up there and you don't sit there and waggle nine times and take four practice swings and you actually hit it fast, then they'll be in your back. I can have a conversation with somebody while golfing, but if you're doing this thing for the – there's like what, a few hundred thousand dollars yeah. on the line. Yeah. Like there's a lot of shit going on, and you're not talking constantly. And it's just like a little chime in. Like I think that would be mm -hmm. more like, all right. Especially when you have all those people lined up and it's like if that startles you and you fucking skull one or hit it off the nose and hit some guy that right that guy's in the a forehead. warrior by the way yeah uh -huh. thank you aj we agree you we, hear how loud that thing hit right off the uh -huh. skull hey can we run that one time real quick please run this sound and then we got a guest that'll join us who is no stranger to wearing you know helmets Hell which yeah. i think they should hand out the next match if you're gonna be a fan because they were just plucking folks this happened on a par three Lost it. Lost it. The sun's too bright. Oh, oh my god. god. That would hurt oh so god. bad. Oh my god. 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 Yes. Show us the bump. Oh my god. Never did. Never did show us. Today we need an update. Hey, sir. Medic, you didn't call? Yeah. Whoa. I like that. He's smiling. Hey, sir, get the phone. Oh my god. Did you really get hit? Oh my god. Look at my head. Oh shit! Oh yeah! 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 Hey, so loud. That was Sounds a like whack. Oh man! Ball in the air! Ball in the air! Oh yeah! I got it! We got it! We got it! You get a ticket and a helmet. Yeah, should have a helmet. That's they should just make a baseball helmet, like batting yeah. helmets yep. with the match on it. <laughs> both ears, they need both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're batting from both sides yeah. of the plate. DH helmet. Yes. Yeah, switch hitter. Be an athlete. <laughs> Let's pivot to another sport, please. Imagine them having a stand of those helmets. Oh, be unbelievable. There you go. Next match. Yeah, good luck out there. They were just milling around too. There was no real control over the fans. There's no, no nobody telling them where to stand. When <laughs> yeah, they, would, they would park their cart, and then the fans. Whenever they, Tom would come back to his cart, the fans are all over. Asking for an autograph, yeah. kind of in the middle of something right now. What are we doing? Here? I mean, what a scene. Anyways, joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, a man that you can see on ESPN. Uh, he was on Scott Van Pelt last night, had an absolutely legendary champion performance, oh, yeah. which reminded me this morning, oh, I think we have a connection to said person. Can't wait to chat with him. Eastern Conference, Western Conference Finals currently happening for the NHL. Joining us, former NHL goalie, NHL insider, ladies and gentlemen, Weeksy Kevin Weeks. Yeah, Weeksy! What's up, man? Thank you, thank you. Hold on, were you just talking about helmets? Did I just hear you right? Yes, we're trying to figure out this match. You didn't get to... Yeah. Boom. Okay. Yes. That's smart. Maybe we give out no, no, ice no. buckets at the next match. Yeah. Hotel Perfect. ice buckets. That'll go weeks. Yes. Fucking props. Uh, yeah. We got props. Let's go. Weeksy, listen, let's dive right into it. I have one question for you, and I have props as well, pal. <laughs> Where's it going? Uh. <gasps> Who's gonna be hoisting? <laughs> Who is going to be hoisting <laughs> Baby Lordo? Uh -huh. Lordo. Lordo. Love you, Lordo. 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 Who's going to be hoisting Baby Lordo 
you know, as a uh, as a Stanley <laughs> Cup champ. Obviously, the Rangers in the Lightning last night uh, blow everybody's expectations out of the water and goals being scored. That was supposed to be a goalie battle. Six to two, yep. eight goals being scored over there. Then in the West, it was, what, seven to six at one point. I mean, the NHL playoffs are electrifying, but if you're a goaltender, you hate it. Is water going to find its level here, or do you think this is what we're in for for the rest of this thing? I think in the Eastern Conference Final with the Rangers in Tampa, the water is going to find its level because both those teams are great offensively, but they're good defensive teams as well. They have two of the best goalies in the planet in Vasilevsky and who's a future Hall of Famer, and of course in uh, in the young Igor Shesterkin with the Rangers, who's been money for them. So two of the best goalies in the league facing off head to head. I think yesterday was a little bit of uh, of an albatross. Yesterday, I don't see this being a six two six three series each and every game from this point. You know, if I had to do the over under, I'd probably set it at about five and a half or six in that series. But in the West, in the West, man, the way it's going right now. It's like you guys playing backyard football or us playing street hockey as kids. So the scoreboard, I think if I had to take the over, I told SBP last night, I'd probably be picking like eight, eight and a half for the over in that series. What do you got, Pat? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Pat's currently drinking out of the baby. <laughs> Whoa, Lordo. I didn't clean this. There is. Oh, no. No. Dust. No. As I was trying to smoothly take a sip out of it, there was just things hitting me in the teeth. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Weeksy. That's on me. I'm getting a chance to lift baby Lordo. Hell, yeah. It's really changed my life here. You know what I mean? So you're drinking Lordo, Dust, and what else is in there, though? What's the beverage, though, bro? Uh, green tea and championship grit. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. That's what we got over here, Week C. Whenever you – when you think about the NHL playoffs, the Rangers were the unexpected team here. Did everybody think the Rangers were going to get here? Or is it the Oilers? Who's who's really unexpected to be in the finals right now? And what does it tell about the future of the NHL, you think? All right. I had the Rangers being in the East, but I also had the Florida Panthers and the Rangers playing in this conference final. Now, that being said – the Rangers are ahead of schedule right now. They're superstars. Uh, Zabanajad, really. Of course, Chris Kreider, Panarin starting to come alive. And their goalie, Igor Shosturkin, Adam Fox. All those guys have gotten better the play- as the playoffs has gone on. But also their young players, too. The kid line has been really good for them. In saying that, their ace is at home at the world's most famous arena, at the Garden. I'm not surprised that Tampa's there because Tampa's still the standard. They're going for a three-peat. Nobody in sports is going for a three-peat right now. In the West, my surprise would be Edmonton. I thought Calgary was going to come all the way through, but Edmonton's been great, fellas. They played exceptionally well. Weeksy, what is McKinnon? What does this guy do so special? When I watch him, I feel like every highlight I see of the guy, he can do everything, but he's going coast to coast in between 13 defenders and scoring some crazy kind of goal. Like, what kind of skill set does this guy have? His skill set is fire. It's very similar to that of Connor McDavid on Edmonton. In, in terms of his brain, is able to process what he sees in sync with his speed, which is supersonic. It's like he has a V12 engine with his hands, right? So all those things are all in sync. It's like what we see from McDavid. It's so difficult to defend. You know, I I hear you guys in football talk about yards after the catch or yards after the carry or whatever. Yak, weeks, yak, yak. Right? And I'm telling you, Nate McKinnon has that ability with every stride. It's like he gains four and five yards with every single stride. So it's like he gallops. He doesn't, like, skate. It's like he gallops. And every time he hits one of those, it's just separation on separation on separation. So that's what makes them two of the most uh, 
entertaining players in our league, but two of the most entertaining players in all sports to watch. Weeksy, whenever you think about good goalieing and bad goalieing, what is it? Seeing the puck? Some nights you're just not doing it because it feels like, like for instance, the uh, the Vasilevsky, the future yeah. Hall of Famer, giving up a bunch last night. You just off? What does it mean to be off one night? You're not seeing it. You're reacting slow. You're like, what? What is an off night for a goalie feel like? Yeah, every single goalie that that plays out there, either him or her or them, they they they. they you always think that you're going to stop every shot that comes towards you. That's your mentality. And it starts in practice. You want to stop everything. If there's a shot coming to you, you want to stop it all the time, every time. That's the way we're programmed. Now, in saying that, sometimes your reads can be a little bit off. Sometimes your timing can be a little bit off. Sometimes your positioning might be a hair off. And the margins are literally like razor blade thin between being a split second late or a split second on time or early. And all of that to say, sometimes the players on the other team get paid on the first and 15th too. Sometimes you just have to tip your hat to them every once in a while. It's not as though there are leaky goals by Vasilevsky. The Rangers hit perfectly placed shots last night. They were just on fire offensively, and it happens to even the best like Vasilevsky. So, like, Vasilevsky's just moving past it because I've heard goalies, much like pitchers, much like kickers, much like golfers, very yeah. isolated position. You're your own worst enemy in there, yeah? Yeah, you know the feeling. Yeah. You know oh, that yeah. before the seventy-two thousand people in your in your game or the twenty thousand people at Madison Square Garden, they're like, "You suck." Before that happens, you, you're feeling like, "Frick, I suck." <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like that's that. You know, it's the weight of the world that you put on your shoulders to be there for your teammates and to be able to deliver for your squad and for the fans and your family and stuff. So that mental game that you just pointed out, it's so important. But here's the one thing: the Tampa Bay Lightning and Vasilevsky are 18-0 and 0 following a loss. Oh! That's good odds right there. Hey, mm-hmm. that's good stuff. That's good freaking goblin right there. Right? Yeah. Right? That's the juice for you guys tomorrow night, so you better get your shekels ready yes. and get them out. Yeah. Hey, yep. Weeks, you killed last night on SVP. I hope you know that. I, I was watching. I was up after the, you know, super intense golf match I watched, and I was trying <laughs> to catch up with the Rangers-Tampa game because I missed it, and I yep. didn't know which way it was going. You crushed on there, man. Are you doing more of that? What do you got going on with ESPN right now? Thank you. I appreciate you, man. Uh, I love being on on anything. I love doing color uh, uh, for games. I love doing studio. I've done Sports Center stuff, break news, you name it, man. I, I like to be a Swiss Army knife and do it all. So I had a lot of fun with him. SVP's the man. He's awesome. Your news-breaking strategy is the best. Untouchable in the insider game. Mm -hmm. Live from a plane, I think, with a COVID mask on. Uh From a plane one time. From a tornado that was happening. Remember that wind? He was in the middle of a windstorm. Couldn't even make out the words he was saying, but fucking broken, freaking Mm -hmm. broken the news Mm -hmm. right there. I mean, you are... We we appreciate your commitment to the game, Weeksy. Go ahead, Ty. Weeksy, how much does it come down to like a goalie just having a bad night or being on a team that has like a shitty defense? Like in soccer, we always see whenever there's yeah. a goal scored, the goalie is always bitching at you know whoever's on the team like it's their fault. They ne- but in the NHL, like when a when a guy gets piped, like he's just putting his head down. It's kind of assumed. Like, are you talking to the defense constantly and kind of like? asking those guys to raise their game and can one of these teams who's scoring seven eight goals a game like is that going to translate to the uh the finals okay so as far as as far as goalies like your natural inclination first thing is like what what could i have done to make that freaking save like what did i not do there right that's the first thing how did i miss that how did i misread that misplay it whatever but then on top of that so you have that pressure that i was talking about but then the challenge is 
like any smart quarterback out there in, in football, you can't always really express what you feel because players, your teammates get rashy. So you can't always say like, yo, can somebody mix in some help? Give me some help. Can I get a little support like with a lowercase s? Help me out around it. You can't do that because you know that you know your teammates are going to get sour. Now, listen, Vasilevsky has the cred to be able to flex his chest yeah. and put it up in the air. Yeah. But you can't necessarily do it. Now, in terms of like, like the fans and stuff and even your teammates, man, you know how many times I've been on the bench and there's a goal that goes in? It doesn't matter if it's like a future Hall of Famer like Luong or Lundqvist or whoever I play with. Guys will come back to me. They'll be like, what's he doing? Yeah. Like, what's, what's, what's he doing back there? I'm like, do you understand who this is? So you always have that kind of push-pull where that's concerned. And then as far as the West, yeah, I think one of those two teams clearly will get to the Stanley Cup final playing that high-octane game that they're playing that all-offensive game. I don't know if they can win that way, though. Why not? Why can't they win that way in the final? Final because if you're (laughs) – put it this way. So, so Hawker, if you're going up against – if you're going up against either Vasilevsky or Durkin, right? If you're going up against either of those guys, what are the odds that you putting up a seven, eight piece on those guys at night? Not very you know good. I mean? Not very good. Uh, I guess you're talking, AJ. You're right, Hawker. You know what I mean? Like you, it, the odds aren't really in your favor for that. With all due respect to those amazing offensive players on either Cal, uh, Colorado or Edmonton, so I don't see it playing out that way. But this is why when you asked me, probably about 11 minutes ago. Who I think's coming out? Who's going to win the cup? I think it's the Eastern Conference team, and right now I think it's the Rangers. Wow, wow. Rangers getting Lordo? Yeah, I think right now the way the Rangers are rolling right now, fellas. Listen, for all my Tampa people out there too, because I play for both these teams. I'm a Tampa. Tampa's Go the boat. standard, right? They're the standard. Champa Bay, Stamkos, Stampa Bay, Tom TB12, Tampa Bay. We get, I, all of that is is factual. But the way the Rangers are going right now, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up winning. In should short, I, whoever comes out of the East is winning the cup for me. Should be the should be the Penguins. Honestly, or should the be Bruins. the Penguins. Uh, <laughs> Connor, go ahead, Val. Yeah, Weeksy. Uh, I mean, the first game of the Oilers Avalanche was eight six. Like, how the hell does a goalie go back out on the ice and not just be a complete pretzel in his brain? Because I mean, they're both teams are scoring at will right now. First of all, you're rocking the Wayne Gretzky or John O'Grodnick helmet back there at the studio, which is amazing. Oh yeah, but it was amazing, by the way. It's a good bucket. Um, it's a bite. It's totally a bucket. That's a walnut shell right there. Hell yeah! <laughs> oh, you got a walnut shell. Yeah, I'm a walnut guy. <laughs> hey, that's what Hawker wore in the NFL. Yeah, NFL. that's right. He wore a exactly. walnut shell, old Hawker. Less pad. <laughs> yeah, loved it. Ah, uh, shoot! But I would say, um, <laughs> you, you just honestly, guys. But I go back to playing like youth hockey in Toronto as an eight-year-old. And the same way people react when you let in goals at eight is the same day, way they react when you're playing in the show, in the national. Literally. And you know that's going to be the case. And your expectations are that is, are that high of yourself. So you've got to just reset and think about this and say, hey, listen, man. We are right now four wins away from playing for the Stanley Cup. Uh, Lordo. To play for Lordo. Four wins. That's what it takes now to get there. Think of all the workouts, all the dry land training, all the stairs, protein, creatine, apple cider vinegar. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? That you had to go through to just get in this position. So that's the way you got to reset mentally. 
You just made me run through a wall. Yeah, I got a baby yes. Lordo here. I wanted, I wanted big Lordo. Last question for you here, Weeksy, and we can't thank you enough for joining us. We know you've already... Anytime. Really? Anytime, bro. I'll come on anytime. Anytime you need me. And thanks to my boy, Freaking... Rupper. This. Go ahead, though. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. No, Rupper's the best. I'm saying you're freaking best, dude. Thank you for that. Nick, go ahead, pal. We see another goaltending question. Uh, I'm going to kind of lay it out in a scenario, and I want you to oh, I like this. explain role to play. me if, if this is true or not. I have a theory. Yeah. Um, when I play golf with yeah. uh, an individual in the office, we'll call him Bruce. He is terrible at golf, and it makes my game worse. Okay. Uh, yeah. I feel like this can happen with goaltenders. When you go into a series and you're playing against Mike Smith, who is not oh. terrible per se, kind of but he does things a little bit uh, unconventional, and he has a little bit of goofiness to his game. I feel like that's kind of infectious, and I feel like it can infect the other goalies. Do you get that same sense? Is that a real thing? You know what's funny that you asked me that is hey, my my goalie coach, my personal goalie coach uh, that I had when I played in the league, Sudzi Maharaj. He's been Anaheim's goalie coach Sudzy. for years now. Us, my man Sudzi. He always used to say that goalies subconsciously and consciously will mirror people that they play against or they play with, and it's so true. And if you watch players and you watch goalies specifically. Goalie A, like if you watch his jerkin, for example, he has a lot of Lundquist traits in his game, right? And that was the guy he grew up idolizing. That was the guy he saw in New York. That was the guy he played with. So he grew up idolizing him and kind of emulating him in some of his games in his game. I think the same thing when you're watching down at the other end and you're seeing who you're playing against, they're doing things and you're seeing them do some things like you're like, oh, shit, I could do this. Like Mike Smith is a great puck handler, right? He's a great puck handling goalie. He handles the best. Totally. So then all of a sudden you see him down there. You're like, I could go out there and do that. Next thing you know, you go out there, you throw you throw a giveaway. Ah. The pizza, as we call it, it's like a pizza giveaway. Delivery right onto the other team, you know, the other player's stick. And it's in the back of your net. You start trying shit that you don't necessarily have in your own bag. So, yeah, definitely I think that, that that's something that's that makes a lot of sense. You're onto something there with that. Well, hey, how about you, Nick? Let's wow. go, Nick. Maybe Nick. Let's that talky talk. He should maybe be that talky thoughts. What's up? Oh, that was pretty good there. Uh, Weeksy, we appreciate the hell out of you, man. Can't wait to watch you the rest of the way on ESPN. We will definitely make a call again because you're not mimicking anybody. You're one of one, pal, and we appreciate that. Appreciate you, man. Back at you guys. You guys are doing great stuff. And keep up the awesome work, man. You're breaking the mold. So thanks for having me. Let's go. Let's oh, have yeah. a freaking oh, Thursday, go. ladies and gentlemen. Go, Kevin Weeks. Joining us now is a man who got to experience that at Notre Dame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to experience it in the NFL. Now he's on television. He's this man's brother-in-law. He's obviously incredibly handsome. Ladies and gentlemen, Brady Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. Holy hell. Jesus. You look like that all the time. I, I don't know if you guys can see what's behind me. I think uh, AJ might be more familiar with this picture. So ho- hopefully AJ can elaborate or add some context to all of this. Is that Chopper up over your left ear? <laughs> that's here? Chopper. Yeah, wow. that's Chopper. <laughs> AJ, what? How'd you get that in your background? <laughs> <laughs> what happened here? So, well, this is, yes, this is a golf cart submerged. What? <laughs> Why are you fully dressed underwater? Thank you, AJ. Brady. Okay, okay. Brady, well, I mean... Yeah, you gotta. I guess we have to mention it, Brady. <laughs> this is Pat. You know what? This golf cart, the e-brake just didn't work on me. I was parking close to the green. I rode that joker right into the pond because it took a hard right turn. This was like twelve years ago. I jumped in instantly. Oz is the other guy looking for his cigs. That was no help. And then Brady and Chopper were 
in my group, they came up about 10 seconds later, and they both just dove in instantly and started helping. Yeah. So um, you, hold on, We Brady. did not finish our round. You, <laughs> you drove this cart directly into this pond. Well, you are a fucking menace behind the wheel, AJ. You it drive with both feet. You sleep. Your hands are all deformed because of your broken fingers. You're driving golf carts into ponds. Straight up. Are you, how am Are you blacked out drunk in this thing? No, I wish I was. That's the problem. I was not. Sober. Oh, my God. Oh, my this way. guy. I was, I was trying to get there. Brady, how do you let this guy marry your sister? How do you let this guy marry your sister, Brady? Let me add some more context to all of this, okay? This is at Rattlesnake Ridge. This was the first year, our first fundraiser. Uh, for my foundation, the, the Third and Goal Foundation, yes. which helps support wounded vets. So Great AJ cause. was kind enough to come out <laughs> yeah. and obviously support the cause. Now, I guarantee you he was not sober for this because we actually took a party bus to Rattlesnake Ridge. Oh, AJ, losing so and oh. No one was sober at this thing. Oh, what I'm and, saying is I played many times with many more drinks in me and didn't wreck a cart is all I'm saying. Oh, okay. Sure. All right. Chopper yeah. hopping in there, though. Is he a uh, scuba diver? Well, Chop- hey, he Chopper. dove to the bottom and grabbed some clubs. <laughs> he did. He did. He said all you had to do was open your eyes in that murky water and you can find whatever you need to down there. All those eyes were burning afterwards. <laughs> Chopper, Chopper wanted to take our car because I was riding with Chopper. AJ was with Oz. And he wanted, he wanted us to take our belts and tie them together to, to actually like pull out Smart. The, with, with one cart, the other cart, but there's no chance we're gonna be getting out once it was submerged this deep, so. So what were the names? Chopper, Oz, Brady, and AJ for golfing out yeah. of course, Rattlesnake Course. Jeez, Rattlesnake Ridge, yeah. Hey, well, I appreciate you trying to give back to the vets and everything like that, and obviously AJ's gotta make it about himself. Right, yeah, per usual. Uh, and cost, you know, make everything. I, I have not been back to You don't say. They, they asked us not to come back. That was the first of last year. We had our fundraiser there. So, yeah, we, we couldn't hey, come back. I got that card out of the pond, though. Obviously, I had to pay for it. I said, no, I am bringing a trailer, and we were getting this joker. We took it. <laughs> Honestly, the course was really cool about it. They were just trying to make sure everyone was okay. Maybe it's because of whatever was in the water. Uh, but as AJ said, Oz, who's right there, he did at one point, we all got out, realizing we weren't saving the golf cart. He literally dove back in to get a pack of, I, I can't remember what it was, with brand. Marlboro's probably. Yes. Floating somewhere. He like swam across this pond just to go get it. Go get it back are you from, hey, Brady, are you from Ohio? Yes. Okay, so you are this incredibly handsome, you know, TV guy but and your roots you're an ohio guy yeah you're of course you're, yeah absolutely through and through but notre yeah. dame ohio state was there ever a thought to go to ohio state as an ohio guy of course yeah they not offer yeah, luke, you they did yeah luke fickle recruited me um they they kept recruiting me even after i had committed um it just it, it wasn't the right fit for me you know i i think uh you know obviously you didn't know aj through the years uh, we probably talked a little bit about it, but um, Notre Dame, I think, just kind of fitted what I was looking for academically from a football perspective, all that stuff. And then, uh, you know, I, I like the Hoosiers, too. You know, I feel like I'm, I'm partially a Hoosier after uh, after being in the state of Indiana for those formative years. OK, so whenever you go to Notre Dame and you become this massive I mean, Brady Quinn, you became like your own oh, entity yeah. almost yeah. on ESPN and everybody, you know, everybody talks about the Tebow years on ESPN and obviously the LeBron years who's, as Gertie, a billionaire now. Yeah, beast. Congrats. 
uh, LeBron, but you were also somebody that the media immediately loved because obviously you're at Notre Dame, team very, very, very good. You were this well-spoken, very attractive dude that they could put out there. Whenever you find out that your sister is dating A.J. Hawk and then she has that split jersey, was it at that moment you regretted a lot of things or did you feel, <laughs> did you feel good about it all, Brady? Uh, I mean, like we, I played AJ back when we were really young. We were in a, a, a travel football league, and their team ended up beating us back then. Uh, he played for Centerville, but we Go got Elks. kicked out of that league for using Stickum. Um, but that's neither here nor there. But so I kind of obviously knew oh, of yeah. AJ, you know, growing up through those through those years. Um, and, and then obviously when my sister had told me at that point, you know, who she was dating, all that, it was cool. I'd, I didn't think we'd eventually, you know, see him in a bowl game that season. But I think our first interaction was around like a, a family Christmas, which with our family and our extended family can be a little bit crazy. But AJ was kind of quiet, but he handled it pretty well and uh, it kind of survived. So I figured at that point um, he was he was probably in it for the long haul. All right, let's talk about football now. And I know AJ has some questions because he's been talking up you coming on the show for the last two hours. So yes. long, yeah. I hope you know that. He, we were talking to NHL goaltender Kevin Weeksy, and all AJ wanted to talk about was the fact that his brother-in-law was coming on the show. So we can't wait to dive into this. You think Notre Dame's going to be back ever? You think they got? You think yeah. Notre Dame's a school that can win a national championship? Because I know as soon as Brian Kelly went down to LSU, a lot of the takes, especially by guys that are in the SEC, they say, well, he'll be able to win a national championship now because the guys that you can get at an SEC school versus the guys you can get at a cold Notre Dame school, vastly different needs the South basically to win a natty. Do you think Notre Dame is going to be able to do it? And how do you feel about Marcus being the coach now? I love Marcus. You know, obviously I had the opportunity to get to know him last year when he was the defensive coordinator. And you could see like the biggest thing about him is he was genuine, uh, which kind of becomes like a stark contrast, right? Between, you know, maybe how Brian Kelly transitioned to LSU and the basketball game accent and all that stuff. And just even, you know, how he left. And I, I was obviously critical about it back then and, and still am because he could have waited if he wanted to at least see if his team had a shot of playing for a national championship in the college football playoff, but he didn't. Um, but that's all hindsight. And I think getting back to Marcus, you know, the biggest thing about him is you could tell when the announcement was made, the genuine emotion from a lot of the players uh, who believed in him, who you know, kind of have this different sense of energy around um, just the university right now in the program. The other thing I'd say is that's different because someone asked me the other day, like, how is this different when, you know, you had a coaching change when you were there and you went from Tyron Willingham to Charlie? You know, it, it's different when you haven't had, you know, the, the same type of success that you're looking for. Then you bring someone in and then they, they kind of bring that success, right? Brian Kelly was really successful in the course of his career at Notre Dame. Won more games than any head coach that's been there. Granted, without a national championship, but still, you, you got you to give him a lot of credit for what he was able to build and do. And so the fact that he left on his own will – uh, and there's obviously more to that story, and, and I can, you know, he can tell that story. But whoa, whoa, whoa! That sounded a little what, toxic there. Yeah, what ninety million dollars? I mean, what? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. come on! <laughs> no one's gonna, no one's gonna shame him for, you know, getting offered ninety million dollars and going down to LSU. But um, you know, I think the reality is this: like, people felt wronged. Like, there was a much more emotional, like, visceral reaction to then getting to those landmarks, having such consistent success. And then choosing to leave like you don't i mean you just it's not a job that you go to and then you leave it's like a job that you eventually get fired from or you retire at so uh, i i think that bothered people and i think it's actually motivated people around the program even more so to help out marcus freeman 
and to build this thing back up. But um, Marcus is one of those like young, bright, budding stars. And I love the fact that he's a defensive guy. You know, it's like all the offensive guys tend to get all the credit and all the pub and the love. Like he's a defensive guy. And I, I love that and everything he's done so far. So there's no doubt in my mind they can. It just comes around to keep building off of the foundation that's been set right now. Brody, two-part question here. Uh, Brian Kelly, why didn't any um, like assistants really go with him to LSU? And two, Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban, who wins that ultimate, the, the duel, and how do you think it plays out throughout the season? Follow-up, does he call you Brody, or did, he, did we mishear that? No, he calls me Brody. He, uh, it's the Southern pronunciation for Brady. Um, oh, even and though, you guys are Brody. Yeah, Russell mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, you guys yeah, are, yeah, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, Nick Saban all day. Brody. Like, that's just – Nick Saban's going to win that battle all day with Jimbo Fisher. I'm sorry. Are you surprised like, to see that, though? See how personal it got? No, I mean, I, I think you know, there's been a lot of talk about what's been happening in college football over you know the past couple of decades and how Nick Saban's kind of built up what he's built up. Um, and so I, I think there is you know honor among thieves, I guess is what you'd call it, where oh. in recruiting, you know, everyone's pushing the boundaries in some ways and. You know, they don't want to, they're not calling each other out for it, but this is an instance where someone kind of did. And it wasn't even legal. Like, NIL's out there now. It's, it's legal. And it wasn't even being, you know, talked about as far as how it can affect inducement for high school recruits or transfer portal guys. Um, and so all, all that was legal. And, and, and I think even Nick Saban said that. He's like, I wasn't saying there was anything wrong with it. He was more speaking to his boosters, like, hey, look, if we want to be successful and stay on top, we're going to have to start doing this too. So, like Nick Saban will, will still win out this battle when it's all said and done. But, you know, the, the question about Brian Kelly, there were, there were some assistants that went down there with him. Uh, Brian Pullen in particular, uh, he went down with him too. Uh, he has done a great job recruiting. Um, obviously, Bill Pullen's son, who uh, I'm sure Pat's uh, familiar with. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's, I think there's a couple other coaches from the staff who went down with him. But, no, I think a lot of people looked at, you know, where they're living at Notre Dame, have families and the opportunity, and they probably look at that and say, hey, I'd, I'd rather hang around here. I'd rather kind of see what's that next step here instead of trying to build back up that LSU program. Everybody cares about their families. And Brody, <laughs> the, the uh, big noon kickoff show, is that main focus in your life during the fall? Is college football like your bread and butter, the, the sport that you love most? Do you do a lot of NFL talk? What is it? It's both. I mean, honestly, it's both. I think NFL, as you guys know, it drives ratings. I mean, you guys have – Aaron on every single week and everyone's kind of, you know, sitting around waiting for what he was going to say and how it's going to oh, end you. up hitting and being, being, you know, <laughs> taken you. And, and stretched and pulled and then working off whatever angle they can off that. That's the media nowadays. So uh, that's, that's, that that's a, bu- that's the large bulk of it. Weekends. It's always college football though. So that's a ton of fun. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, I like doing both, honestly. Like I think what, what got me interested when I got into broadcasting about trying to do both was really Grant Hill. Like I grew up being a huge Grant Hill fan and watching him do NBA, but then seeing him during March Madness, I always thought to myself, why can't, you know, more football broadcasters do both? I mean, Kirk Herbstreit does a hell of a job calling games for ESPN. Now he's got the Amazon package. You see during draft time, everyone relies on all the guys calling college football games because they have the most intimate knowledge of these kids from high school to college, college to the NFL. So, you know, why not pull in guys who've watched some of these guys play you know, from the time they were in high school all the way up through college and then into the NFL, it, it makes kind of complete sense to be able to help out whatever network and whatever capacity you can. Uh, so whenever you think about that Big Noon kickoff show, uh, 
Yes. <laughs> are you guys? Chop house. Are, are you guys worried. planning on taking that on the road again? And oh yeah, we'll be on the road, baby. Oh, oh boy. So you you yeah. guys are like telling people, hey. We want to cry. Bring signs. Yeah, yeah we want- we'll be there. We're promoting it all oh, week no. long. You know, we go to the bars, the chop houses, all that stuff. Oh, no. That's what we're saying. Oh, no. That's what we're saying, yeah. Brody. You're going to get caught yeah, we, in the crosshairs here. All right. Yeah. No. We're about the dance floor. <laughs> dance floor, wherever you need us to be, man, we'll be there. No. Yeah. You love that we show? the best. You enjoy that show? Yeah. Is it taking a step each year, you think? And is it going to continue to grow? Oh, yeah. And if Urban's back on that show, are you guys just going to hire 45 people to run through the crowd and take out signs that are definitely going to be created? <laughs> uh, I can't speak to any of that. I mean, look, oh. I, I, if, if Coach is back, uh, he'll continue to help us continue to keep building this thing. Yeah! Uh, yeah. It, was ton, it was a ton of fun back when he was with us before. AJ knows. I, I'm trying to get, every time I was in Columbus, which it seemed like when Coach Meyer was with us. We were there like every other week. Um, but usually I, I try to get AJ to come down and, and you know, they're, they're good buds. You know, they're all over at different charity events, yeah. you know, yeah. laughing it up, had a few drinks Jesus. and cigars together. So Hawker I usually at try the to chop get house. Yeah. Of course. Hawker at the yeah. chop house. That's on the, awesome. On the dance floor. I don't yeah. think Herbs likes cigars. Well, we do know. He does. On, a, on occasion. A few things. On occasion. Oh. Uh, the boys have a couple questions for you, Brady. Is that all right? Sure. Well, the first one I guess I should ask before we get out of the way. Can you send us the original copy of that photo so we can put on a T-shirt and then raise money for your third and goal foundation thing? Well, this might surprise you guys, but it's obviously not my original copy because clearly I'm I'm right there in the water. So I've got to get it from someone else. Uh, I'll try to find the original copy to blow up for you Yeah, we don't need the original. Just send us that one. We will rip that one for whoever it is. And you can figure out how to pay them back. But all money will go, obviously, to the Third and Gold Foundation. And hopefully, we'll put you back in good graces with that golf course that AJ literally ran off the fucking... What's that? Hold on for a second. I mean, can we get you guys to come out this year? It's our 12th annual golf oh, night. Uh, there's saying. something going on. Something. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, I'm just saying. Is Pat already backing out of this? There's something going you, on. You, is this like I'm inviting to my wedding you send a nice gift instead of actually you know, bringing oh, your presents? That, yeah, be a nice gift. that gift is going to be nice. Yeah, yeah. Gonna love it. It's going to be good. I'm, Unbelievable. I'm, I'll tell you what. I've been signed up for a couple different charity events out of nowhere that I definitely did not commit to. And then, you know, they put on like uh, they put out flyers and stuff that I was going and. You know, normally, old me, and this is me becoming a little bit of a fucking asshole, I guess. Old me would have felt obligated to go. New me said, can't do it. Sorry. I honestly can't do it. Real quick, then. Can I at least get you to do this? We might need you because I've seen you at the different, you know, various wrestling events. You're doing a tremendous job with that. Thank you. Can we at least get you to pump up the guys, pump up the crew for the vets? Yes. All right. I'll give give a good motivation. When is it? When's this thing happening? August 15th. That's right when we're moved. It's on Monday. Yeah, we're, we're doing the right when we're actually making a big switch. <laughs> there is something set on the calendar yeah. for that exact day. Where's it at? Where's it at? Uh, the golf club at Tartan Fields in Dublin, Ohio. Mm. Ohio. It's in Ohio. Brady's pretty Ohio. strong. Get him to help us move to. Yeah, oh, there we go. Hey, we I got the foundation thing going yeah. on as well. Could you move Non-profit. your golf tournament? Yeah, I'm just saying. We can't we can't move our event, but I, oh, I can try helping shit. you guys out in whatever way. Are you are you still ridiculously yoked? Are you in on that body fat percentage battle with AJ you and Bob Carpenter and that? Tell him about your garage. Brady, tell him about your garage. Brady has a oh. what infrared sauna, he has a cold tub, everything. He has a whole situation. Every day well, you're in that I thing? Mean, First off, the, the sauna, it's great. Don't get me wrong. But my buddy who I played with in Notre Dame then went on and played like a bajillion years in the NFL, he ended up getting me it because he, he, he got into a real estate. He's a broker now. So he, he got into it, gave it as a gift. And so 
I had to put the thing together and then find a spot for my garage. I, it wasn't okay. even like I really had a choice. It showed up my house. So I was like, all right, I got I got to build this thing. So yes, we, there is a sauna in there that I try to use daily. Yeah. How about the the cold plunge? Oh yeah, I got one of those. Yeah. You working that. out? You doing four, you a morning workout guy? I know you're on the radio in the morning, which is insane. Congrats! Hey, congrats to you. Yeah. That's gonna be awesome. You. I well, never- you guys were talking about uh, Lavar taking a yeah. big swing at old Drew Brees. Oh, so awesome. that was on your show. Was that was that delivered as a shot? We just read the words. We didn't hear the words. That was a funny thing. So. You know, he said on our show, like, he was getting, like, death threats out of nowhere from all these huge Drew Brees fans. And I was like, I don't even remember us talking about this. I think it was, like, three weeks old. And I guess someone picked up maybe from the podcast and ran it. And, and then I and I, and I don't check social media. Then I started to check through. I was like, oh. I was like, people are really upset about this. And the reality was it wasn't meant to be a shot. It was more talking about the deal that Tom Brady signed. And then talking about how the fact that, like, he's not as – desired by networks as Fox, who's willing to sign Tom Brady to a $375 million deal, and he's not even done yet. I mean, Breeze did that to a degree with NBC, but it wasn't anything to this magnitude. And obviously right now, it's it's not really to that magnitude. So it, it wasn't meant to be a shot. It was more kind of just talking about the whole situation, but... It really escalated and got out of hand pretty quickly. Yeah, we were talking about it. We yeah. actually read it as a shot. Oh, yeah, we, big time. We, we said the entire time. We don't know if this and by was... By the way, hoped it was. Like freaking collateral damage here like well, i didn't even say anything about it but they put my face next to lavar's i had people left and right being like why do you say this about drew Brees?" Oh, like, i didn't yeah, say that to yeah. Randy, they're gonna put your face on a lot of things you've known that through your entire life i mean look at this thing. do you have a lotion routine what the fuck do you do you look younger than you when when you're at notre dame brady yeah i, I don't know uh, good genetics is all chopper that guy right right there look at that guy <laughs> I don't know how old he is, but look at him. You can tell he's going down under. He's holding his breath. He's is he's opening his eyes, and God knows what's in that water, just to get up some of Ozzy's cigarettes and probably AJ's clubs because it was his yeah. back too. And then AJ's phone. That's the other thing he didn't tell you about. Uh, he was so panicked because obviously his phone was ruined at that point. Um, but yeah, so, uh, it's all this guy, all the Gen X from that did, guy. Did you see? What I, I see at the time of this photo, nobody's doing it. But when Chopper went underwater to get that um, the clubs and stuff, did he plug his nose? Did he plug his nose? Absolutely and- not. <laughs> no, Chopper. <laughs> sure. Chopper. Last time I was at home and we, Chopper and I went shooting, he doesn't wear me. ear protection, you know, eye protection, <laughs> nothing, nothing. The guy. We went out to shoot, uh, shoot trap. And it's like the guy was so irate with Chopper for just walking from spot to spot, like reloading all, everything you're not supposed to do. Yeah. And he was like, look, son. He's like, I've been through Nam. He's like, I'm good. All right. Just back <laughs> off. <laughs> and he calls everybody Chopper. This is your dad that is now AJ's obvious father-in-law. And we, yeah. I've heard these legendary tales. The first time I saw him was at one of those Ohio State cold events that AJ and uh, Laura have at their house or whatever. I was yeah. I was going, trying to go back into the house at the end of the night. And we we're walking up the front steps. And there was one light on a rocking chair on the front porch that is... I don't know, 200 yards long because sure. A.J. Hawk was the fifth overall pick or whatever. Right. Not to be, hey, this also first round pick uh-huh. or whatever. And he was just rocking on his chair or whatever. And he goes, hey, Chopper. And I'm like, oh, shit. This is the moment. This is the moment. I'm going to meet this guy. What a legend. And, and seeing him go scuba diving here for. Uh, <laughs> he just had a knee replacement. And my mom calls me. She's like, well, your dad was out on the motorcycle like three weeks later. I was like, I don't think he can even walk properly, but. That's Chopper. Like he just—he's gonna live life, man. Do you think your family and extended family is the most interesting one in America? 
I just it's, learned uh, what is it, it make, Brad? Yeah, Brad, Brad yeah. from Home Improvements in your yeah. fucking yeah. family. AJ never told yeah, us. I mean, it, it's probably it would, be, it would be a great reality TV show. I don't know that they could pay us enough to get AJ to do it, but I mean, honestly, the the oh, best like characters. The Duggars. Sure, but I'm just saying. Besides Chopper, <laughs> my grandmother is. She's hard so to really want to, Grandma Keg, as we call her. There may or may not have been some keggers at her house when she would be yeah. in Florida for the uh, race yeah, back to Grandma Keg. Uh, Ty has his questions. I, I, Brady, you're the best man. Thank you for joining us here. Go ahead, Ty. Brady, speaking of uh, not checking social media, you you kind of kicked up uh, a little bit of a firestorm. It was a quote attributed to you that basically said that you think Zach Wilson's going to fucking stink this year. Uh, was that misappropriated, or did you really say that? Yeah, that wasn't exactly how I worded it. Uh, um, well, uh, look, I, what I what I said that got a lot of Jets fans really upset was that their season's going to be over before the bye week this year. But I would just tell you guys, I mean, open up their first nine games and tell me who you think they should be favored against. Tough. Um, they played the entire AFC North their first four games. They then played Miami, which is probably the most winnable game week five, I think. And, and, and look, this is obviously assuming that Deshaun Watson – is, is starting for the Browns, which the more information comes out about that, uh, that's probably not going to be the case. Brady, so that's probably a more winnable game. Hey, that, that shit's wild. That's very serious. Very, 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 very serious allegations. And what the NFL has been through in the past with the, like, like they're, I'm very interested to see how that plays out, Brady. I, I think we all are there. have been in the NFL and have been watching the NFL. This is a very fascinating thing because it's so serious. Well, it's serious, and I think that the tough part is 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 he's like adamant that there was nothing wrong that was done. Two hundred and thirty million guaranteed, too. I mean, there's like a lot. There's layers to this about how it's kind of all unfolded and what could happen could change it all. I think very quickly. Well, the, well. So the other thing is, for the NFL perspective, is they obviously didn't do anything last year. Like they could have put on the exempt list, where he still would have been paid while they're investigating or trying to figure out the civil suits. All twenty-two of them now, twenty-three maybe 24, um, but they didn't do anything. And so now it, it kind of looks like if they don't do anything now, like they've let them off the hook, and there's been other players who have had less brought up against them who have been suspended more than this. I mean, I think Zeke Elliott got, what, six games, uh, and he was supposed to be a repeat offender. But there's, I mean, you can go through the history of, of different players and their punishment. I mean, I, I've never seen anything like this before. I don't think we'll ever see anything like that again. So I don't know how you go about trying to you know, judge what wrongdoing took place. But then even from from his perspective, it, it's just it's interesting to me that he would not want to just settle and move on from this. I mean, $230 million fully guaranteed, you know, obviously they're gonna want a big chunk of that, but still, like move on with your life and 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 go through this because clearly there's wrongdoing. They've already admitted to some of the acts being consensual. That's great, but if you're paying for those acts and you're going through social media to get all these different massage therapists. I mean, they said he had about a hundred massages a year. I mean, it's ridiculous when you think about it. Like clearly there's something off there. So in the trend, there, there seems to be a trend, right? With every single, so unless he's bringing his own towel. I mean, who brings their own towel to a massage therapist? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are asking that question. A lot of people are asking that question. A lot of that, but follow up, like, unless it's one of the biggest conspiracies in the history, right? Cause this would take, people from all over the country to have similar stories and to connect and stay on the same page and go public with this and that whole thing. There's just so many trends to it all. And the NFL is doing their own investigation. They have to be hearing what's going on. I just, 
I don't understand how or why. And then they're talking about there's no end in sight. Then they're like, our investigation's wrapping up. Now there's another accusation. It's like, how will it play in that? The Browns are paying him, what, $1 million salary this year. Right. So I assume the Browns and maybe his representatives were thinking this year, or was that because of signing bonus? So they didn't have to take the salary cap hit. The way the contract's set up, it's just... Man, it's wild. And the NFL doesn't want this shit. Like, you know what? The NFL doesn't want this to be a representation of the league. Like, I don't, none of it makes sense to me how it's been handled, how we've gotten to this point. And it might all, there's a chance it goes back to like criminal, right? I think, I think so. There's a chance. It could. I mean, the burden of proof, obviously, and uh, none of us here are lawyers, but the burden of proof would have to be higher to prove that. It, but, but there's always the case that could happen. I, That's I don't a know, solid line there. Burden of proof. Yeah. Is that what's been yeah. going on yeah. over there? Is the, that the why you went to Notre Dame? Is that why you went to Notre Dame, not Rockhead, Ohio State? <laughs> That's kind of what you said. That's what you said earlier. You're like, well, the education I was looking yeah. for. Academics. And academics and the football. I went to Notre Dame instead of Ohio State. And AJ's like, well, I didn't talk for fucking four uh, years there. I'm <laughs> Hawker. I'm on the all-academic team. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy, though. I, I'm very interested to see it. But I think we have the Jets schedule. I'm not 100% sure. I think we have the Jets schedule. And whenever you said that, I think a lot of people looked into it. And mm-hmm. it's Ravens. Let's assume Lamar's all the way back. They got bronze bangles. Steelers, Dolphins, Tua, by the way, is talking shit. We'll get to that in a little bit. That was awesome. Packers, Broncos with Russ, New England, and Buffalo. So by by week, week 10, they have faced some incredible teams, which is what you were alluding to, I think, right? Correct. And and I just said, look, after this year, you got two years in with Zach Wilson. Um, You know, it's going to be tough to, to overcome the position they may be in to take one of the quarterbacks that are coming out next year. And that's... C.J. Stroud at Ohio State, who A.J. knows. Um, you know, whether it's Bryce Young, who I love at Alabama, Heisman Trophy winner. The kid at Miami is going to, you know, raise a lot of eyebrows this year. Tyler Van Dyke. Will Levis at Kentucky. He'll be another guy. I mean, all four of those guys could go top ten next year. And the Jets will be in a position to take one of them. So, um, and that, again, that has nothing to necessarily do with Zach Wilson in particular. Um, it's just the fact that they'll be in a position to take one. And they might have a higher draft grade on that guy. And they might say, hey, look. We watched the Arizona Cardinals move on from Josh Rosen after one year and take Kyler Murray number one overall. It worked. And that's working out pretty well so far. So, you know, maybe we look to implement something similar. Or even, you know, look at Robert Sala, who came from the 49ers. And look what they just did. Jimmy Garoppolo got the 49ers to a Super Bowl. Still wasn't enough. They go up and trade up to take Trey Lance number three overall. And now they're kind of, seems like they're moving on from, from Jimmy G. So it's not like organizations don't take those sorts of risks when they feel like they can get a guy who's a game changer. All four of those guys I mentioned, I think are going to make a really good case for themselves this year to be a top 10 pick in next year's draft. And Jets, because of this schedule, will probably still be there uh, waiting to pick. Such good analysis, dude. Such Brady, what about the Bengals? Are they going to be able to, to continue to, to make a run like year after year? I think so. I mean, I think Joe Burrow's a stud, uh, honestly. Like, if you're looking at – I mean, so let's go back to the Sean Watson contract, $230 million guaranteed. Like, if I was Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert – or Lamar Jackson, I'm like, Kyler. Okay, Kyler, uh, I didn't miss last season due to 22 separate <laughs> allegations or civil lawsuits. And I have done arguably, I think you, get, you, you might not say they've done more than Deshaun Watson st- statistically, but all those guys have been on that track record. Joe Burrow, you can make the case, he's won an AFC championship. Uh, it's, it's not like uh, that's been the case necessarily for Deshaun Watson, uh, with, with the Houston Texans during his time there. So you could literally make the case that they all would be justified in wanting to have more than that. I just I don't know anyone who's going to sign these quarterbacks to a contract that's going to be fully guaranteed uh, who's, who's that desperate. And I guess Jimmy Haslam and the Cleveland Browns were that desperate at that point. But 
Uh, Burrow would be a guy that comes to mind for that deal. Herbert would be a guy. Lamar Jackson would be a guy. You know, Kyler Murray, you'd think, but I, I don't know. It was kind of odd how uh, things have, have played on this offseason. Hey, where's Baker like going? Hesitation. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I wish it would be um, Carolina because I think that'd be a good spot for him. But it'd be odd, right? Like, he was drafted number one overall. Darnold was drafted number three in the same draft. And then, like, Baker shows up there, and you're like, oh, hey, what's up, dude? Hey, yeah, hey, little, I don't know. Hey, that draft night, terrible. You still think about it? No. No, because, I mean, I, I, I look back, like, I didn't uh, – I mean, AJ was there for, for some of that week, so he can talk about it. I think we were – I was in the crowd. Yeah, I watched we, the whole thing. Yeah. So at one point, what people don't realize is, like, we stunk up Roger Goodell's green room because we got a bunch of Chipotle. Like, we were so hungry because everyone was, like, sitting there forever. And I remember at one point, Roger came over and was like, hey, you know, we're tired of looking at your face on, on TV. Do you want to come in the green room? And I, I kept thinking about, you know, Chopper and, like, you know, him, him and my mom and everyone else. I'm like, you know, they didn't really sign up for this. So maybe we should bounce over there. And um, when we were sitting in there, everyone got hungry. So we ordered just a ton of Chipotle. And then all of a sudden, when, like, the, the way the Browns ended up trading up the 22 to take me, it all happened pretty quick. And so I got, like, rushed out on the stage. And I just kept thinking, like, I need some gum. And I feel really bad about the, uh, the smell of that green room now that my entire family just is going to probably be blowing that place up. Roger can figure it out. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Roger yeah. can figure it out. You shouldn't feel bad. That was year one, though. That was year one. It was his first draft as commissioner. So I do think he could figure it out. I don't think he knew what he was in for. Like, I don't think he's offered that same thing to any player being drafted since then. Yeah, I one, think because because of the Chipotle. Once Chopper comes into your office, you don't open it up to anybody else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Once Chopper comes through. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Brady, uh, when you guys are at like family events, you and AJ, let's just say it's Thanksgiving and maybe there's like a seven-on-seven seven game. Is everyone just trying to have fun and Hawker's just out there trying to take people's heads off? Or how does that work? 100%. I mean, if there's, a, if there's any sort of competition, AJ's going to try to hurt someone. The hard thing is all this the is kids. Sack of shit. It's it's hard to keep track of all the kids. Like I mean, he knows. Like he's got four. I've got three. My little sister has three. Then you bring over like the cousins. They have four. There's just a bunch of kids everywhere, um, and so it's just hard to keep track of everyone. Like at this point, you're trying to like herd cats. Um, so there's not too many seven on seven games, but Damn. usually uh, there's someone ends up getting hurt. And someone starts crying at some point. Brady, we appreciate the hell out of you, man. Who's going to win the Super Bowl this year? You think, and who's going to win a <laughs> national championship in college football? Oh gosh, it, it probably will hey, be Grand Alabama. Hill, Grand Hill would have been able to do this. I just want to let you know. So yeah. let's go yeah. ahead. Let's make sure. I mean, if you if you look at recent history, it's pretty much Alabama, right? Because like every other year, congrats, they've won Nick. Yeah. Congrats, congrats, Nick. Congrats, Nick. You won. Um, they got the two best players in college football, Bryce Young and, and Will Anderson, their DN. That kid, by the way, could someone start talking about that kid? He should have been the Heisman last year. All right. He's absolutely ridiculous. And no one talks about him because he's a DN. It's, well, it's so stupid. Georgia had seven on their D-line that just went in the first round. So this guy maybe gets uh, a little bit of love this year. I, f- I feel I like the, so. the Georgia, what's his name? Uh, Will Anderson, the DN at, uh, at Alabama. Yeah. yeah, Connor, write and down. Then, We'd like that guy to be talked about. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say the Packers. I, I Hell hope, yeah, I hope Brady. Gets one. I hope he gets one. I think this is the year. I, I know they moved on from Devontae Adams, but I like what they did to replace you know that loss there. So, I'm, I'm, look, he was clutch. We just saw it in the match. We just saw it in the match. Never a doubt, baby. Did I you watch my it? I was like, oh, yeah. You got to hammer it. I was like, hammer the vets. Yes. Come on, these guys have been here before. They were minus 186 going in. Then, obviously, it flopped live. You could have got some really yeah. good money on yeah. Aaron and Tom live. They were plus 130. I think 40. Yeah, yeah. I think plus 130 with, like, two to play. Yeah, that was great. Not that I'm into gambling or anything, but, yeah. <laughs> 
No, we are. I mean, sorry we bring you down to our level. I, I hammered them to win the first hole, too, by the way. It oh, was, yeah. It was, uh, I think, plus it was like 186 or something like that. Earlier no, two, in the day, it was 200. Like, yeah, 200, it was like, yeah. yeah, I think I got a plus 200 for them to win the first hole because everybody assumed they were going to tie. And then when Aaron just starts, you know, stroking mm-hmm. a little bit, it's mm-hmm. like, here we go. Hey, starts my up. question is, what do you think Tom Brady was doing while he was late to the tee, first tee box? Changing his batteries. Probably getting some... <laughs> All right. Possibly. All right, that's it. We appreciate you, Brady. Thank you so much, man. You're the best. Ladies and and gentlemen, Brady Quinn. Thank you. Our soccer <laughs> expert, Gumpy. What's up, dude? Hey, you go, what's up, lad? Gump. So Jorge from Mexico, well, Texas, Mexico, just called and said, Tex-Mex, I guess. Tex-Mex, yeah. Is yeah. that proper? Uh-huh. Yep. Jorge called and said that Mexico is going to win the World Cup. Is there any chance at all that Mexico wins the World Cup? Zilt. None. Okay. It's the worst Mexico team in years. Oh! oh! Eat that, Jorge! Eat it! Chicharito not on the team anymore? Uh, they should cheer for us. Chicharito hasn't played for years. Oh! Hey, what the- really? Oh, what team God. is Abramovich on? <laughs> Zlatan? He's on Sweden. The uh, ACL's dead. He hasn't played international in a long time. Oh. Do you call him Abramovich? Abramovich? Yeah. Hey, I said it right. Hawker just disrespecting Zlatan. Uh, did you see Weeks on earlier? He had, he said against and we bucket. all Yeah, he put a he did put a nice thing on his head. But. I love Weeksy, pal. He's my uh, favorite. Oh, oh no! Oh, Holy shit! Oh, Don't no. do it! Oh no! That thing in the trash, dude. Oh no! What's that? What thing? What are you talking about? A fucking what? pillow. What? Where's there a pillow at? We're not doing this. <laughs> not doing what, pal? Oh, who is that? When, yeah, wait, not who doing? said that? What's on the background here? When Gumpy get back to the stage? Is that yeah, Gumpy? Was that you? Is that is that AI? Gumpy's back. Don't do this again. It's good to be here, lads. Let's get an ice cold Bud Light. What? what? Gumpy's back in the Holy shit. Yeah. Who are you? Don't tell Trudeau. <laughs> hey, people. <laughs> Why are you on this show without a mask on? I, would, I would tell you what, I was the only one in the airport. I didn't do it. I didn't oh, no. Holy shit. Tone Diggs took over Gumpy's body. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. I had to on the plane. You had to on the plane, but through yeah. the airport. Fuck is it, for, is it when, like for real, though, when you go into Canadian airspace, or how does that work? As soon as I landed from Minnesota to Calgary, they said as soon as you get off the plane, it's fucking mandatory. So that's so just are, an American thing with the airlines? I think they're you don't countries. have to wear one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What other countries? Or it's just Canada. You still have to wear one. Might be the only country. Fucking wow. Australia. Hope we're okay. Well, I hope they they don't know something that we don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the I'm, Canadians, they don't. Yeah, I don't know shit. Nothing against them. No against you. I mean, if they don't even have ice cold Bud Lights at a restaurant, they don't know shit. Like a Molson's pop. They They didn't invent uh, something that you like enough to uh, give them a salute. No, they invented fucking lacrosse. I love lacrosse. Don't worry. Canada invented. That's their national national sport. It's not the summer. Nope, it's national sport. Summer. Yeah, curling. The winter is hockey. Oh, I thought it was curling. Well, right now it's the summer. Throwing rocks around. You ever do that? Are you going to go curl tonight? Maybe trembling sandwiches and curling? Ooh. No curling. Maybe a little maple. Oh, we got the Celtics right. tonight, baby. Who do you like? Gump? I don't want to give away any hammer down bets. Have you been hot since going back to Canada or no? Yesterday I got smacked. First uh, first Monday or Tuesday was good. Uh, 
Uh, four. There's a stat that if basically if the team covers the spread, they win in the NBA Finals. That's kind of how forty-one it goes. two and two. The winning team yeah. has covered the spread. Oh, so whoever you think's going Correct. to win. Yes. Yeah. And I won't sway either side. But let's just remember <laughs> when Golden State had that team of death and they beat the Cavs like 4-1, I think. They basically should have lost game one, but J.R. Smith thought that they were winning and they were tied and he didn't put the shot back up at the end. Yeah. So what do you say? So I'm okay, saying, Schultz. look, I, I won't say how I feel, but I will say if you're going to bet on finals MVP – no, no, we're talking about the fucking game. We just did a stat. For oh, okay. 22. Well, then, yeah, Celtics money line. What are we talking about? They're plus 144. <laughs> They're plus four right now, too. The odds are going to go down. It'll probably be plus three and a half, plus three by the time the game starts. So I would definitely take Stephen that. A is out there in San Fran. This game's in uh, Golden State. Doesn't Golden State shoot into bigger hoops whenever they're at home? They never lose. Everything. Sometimes, but I believe that we have the best record against Golden State this year because we play the best defense, oh, and their shit. big thing is that you know they're always running around, getting open for three, setting picks. You can't switch most teams. Celtics can switch on every pick because basically all five of the guys on the court can guard anyone on the perimeter. So that's, hey, that's why good I, analysis. Right so there. I actually do really like the Celtics. Gumpy, you like the Celtics as well, it sounds like. Yeah, I'll take the four, though. I'm not greedy. I'll take the money line. I am greedy. You ta- Wait, Gump, are you taking them to win the whole thing? The the championship? Yeah, the Celtics. Yeah, took them a couple rounds ago, to be honest. Once they beat the Nets, I hopped on. I like the Oilers tonight, actually. Colorado's backups in. their starters out. I think you get Oilers at a oh, really good You like price. Mike Smith, Paul? I don't love Mike Smith at all, but I just think uh, backup goalie for Colorado, Oilers, Oilers should be able to steal one. Gumpy fucking hates Mike Smith. Well, he's not the only one. Weeks, he killed yeah. him. Yeah, Weeks, he did. Thinks he's Mike Smith does take it on the shins. Well, he's in the fucking conference finals. Does he have his pads on his shins, at least? <laughs> he does. Big pads. I'm just making sure. Right position. He plays the right sport to yeah. take it on the shins, yeah. Mike Smith. Smart. Serving up pizzas. Oh, because yeah. he thinks he he's got dangles. That. He yeah, doesn't have dangles. Guys. Delivery right to the fucking... Was Weeksy a Canadian TV slut? Icon? I don't remember, to be honest. Oh, well, he was playing for a while before he got into yeah. it. Yeah, I remember Jack, Jackie Redman was uh, on the score. I remember her. And then she went to NHL Network. Weeksy's now at ESPN. Was he at NHL Network before? I think he's still at NHL Network. He works with Rupper. Yeah, I think he does both. He was on SVP yeah. last night a couple different times. Mm-hmm. I fall asleep after his first one. I woke up. Mm-hmm. He's back on. He had a prop sweat rag. Nice. Was he going to use that? I was waiting for him to fucking wipe himself off. He was holding on to that thing for dear life. Oh, it was just prop. Oh, he brought his own uh, towel? Oh, yeah, he's oh, sweat yeah. rag. Yeah, yeah, he's had his sweat <laughs> Tony. rag. He's clever. <laughs> he's clever. Tony, sweat rags have been happening since the beginning okay. of time. My bad. Okay. Sweat rags, not fucking... <laughs> what are you saying, Luke? What? <laughs> I didn't say anything. Brady for said some, lotion. Waiting for, lotion. Wait for yeah. somebody oh. to let that yeah. eat for a long time. That was Brady. Guy brought his own rag to jerk off into. They yeah. raise his eyebrows. <laughs> I thought you were saying Who did that? skeet rag. I thought you were talking lotion. I thought it was lotion. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Well, that's what you were, he was. You two were talking about. <laughs> oh, that's no. a fucking wild scene. Yeah. yeah. Wild. Who did that? What? Someone brought a rag that they just pulled their meat into? All right. Yeah. Jeez. Hey, Gump, great seeing you again. What are we talking yeah. about? I'm not there. It's I don't know the inside stuff. We got to get out of here, dude. It's not inside stuff. That's been very outside stuff, which is why Public it's uncomfortable. Knowledge. Just talk yeah. about it with your brother-in-law. It's terrible. We hope justice is served. We'd like to let everybody know. Oh, we're, wait, are you serious? We're going back to... Oh, my, okay, my bad. I, oh, no, no, yeah. No, yeah. No, I'm so sorry. Oh, 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 oh
first off, I didn't know about bringing his own towel, and then he said bring his own rag. That didn't I didn't put it together. Wait, Dom, did you see the support? AJ shirt there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, AJ. I texted him. Thank you, AJ. I mean, it's a sweet shirt. Who who designed this? Uh Canadian. You don't know. Name Mitch. That baby Mitch. Mitch is real chompy. He's got nothing against Gumpy at all. No. no. Do you I say? I think we got another another week or two. What do you do there, Goop? Tremble. What's that? Pages. What do you? I know you're you're joining the shows and doing everything. What else do you do? Nothing. Drink I mean, I went and saw my mom and dad for the first time in two oh. years. That was pretty sweet. Oh, How was that? Go. Big? It's good. Yeah. Double my hug. My brother's kids. Yeah. D- double oh, yeah. hug. Oh, Have yeah. you always had this giant beard? Oh, Yeah. Okay, so it wasn't like, hey, you went to America and grew a big beard. Here's Goop. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. Remember Kyle? Jeez. He's Goop now. Yeah. 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 This, is, this is him. There was a moment where yeah. he was Kyle Gump. Mm-hmm. Now he's full Gump. Goop. Just this goop. is Goop now. All right, Gump, we appreciate you. We miss you. Can't wait to watch Hammer Down, pal. Love you, lads. Hey, you too, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Gump. Love you, Gump. Gump. Love you, Gump. I miss that, man. Yeah, he's good, yeah. lad. Good to get him back. What a stupid a thing. Stupid. Yeah. Can we not just get like uh, what are those things that Kanye got for Kim of her dad at her birthday party? Holograph. Oh, mm-hmm. oh hologram. Yeah. Hologram. Holograph. Hologram. Mm-hmm. Can we not just get Gumpy hologram right in here? We're probably good. That'd be cool. See if it fills on playing with Tom. It's gonna be a little pricey, but he left? left. I think so. Yeah, he I didn't, didn't hug him on the way out. Me neither. What yeah. the hell? Took me to one one thirty flight. So I assume he's gone. Mm-hmm. So he left before the show. Yeah, I think he made his flight. Huh? He, he missed his flight. He's probably gone for th- flights at one thirty. He's, he's probably, probably home. home. Yeah. Lordo's gone. No IMAX theater. I'm out of here, boys. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, Foxy. What are you alluding to, buddy? What's Foxy implying? Yeah, he did tell me his Detroit flight got pushed back. You had to go to Detroit. Jeez. There's, yeah, that's why it stinks. Disconnecting, yeah. Nightmare. That's why it stinks. It got so delayed bad. by two hours. Indiana has zero flights yeah. to anywhere except for hub cities. Mm-hmm. So. Indiana's hey, there's it's a gift and a curse here. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Very hospitable downtown. Restaurants are good. Mm-hmm. There's good food. It's very chicken sandwich. Living is very, very <laughs> good here. There is chicken sandwiches <laughs> that are very good. There's there's a lot of foods. Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what does that mean? I love chicken. <laughs> Still love chicken. <laughs> Who doesn't love chicken? Um but yeah, getting in and out of here is impossible. It is. It's, it's absolutely impossible, which makes no sense because a lot of people have to travel here uh, for connect. conventions, but you it takes you eight, you eight hours at least to get to Indiana, which is in the middle of everything. So. Crossroads of America. Yeah. Got to drive it. If you want to fly to Atlanta, though, you're in luck. There's about 45 <laughs> flights a day going there. Detroit. Yeah, well. Detroit. Yeah, Atlanta, Detroit, yeah. Chicago. Dallas, Chicago. Chicago yeah. All the very similar to the Columbus Airport. Yes. <laughs> they have an airport. Do you guys win awards, though? We win this. This airport wins an yeah. award every single month. And it's like the cleanest. It's like, well, there's nobody here because there's no flights. Yeah. Here. <laughs> the most uh, easily accessible. It's like, once again, uh, not a lot of flights out of this place. So it's like not a it is beautiful, though. Yeah. Oh, that's not very nice. The and cars. I, and I think it nice. could handle a lot more flights if they were potentially to pick them up. Absolutely. Uh, which would be great for everybody in this room, but I guess probably not. Direct to Pittsburgh would be awesome. They had that, didn't they, for a little bit? Yeah. We, they brought back the direct flight to Boston, actually, luckily. Oh, you're lucky. Because you know who died, grew up died in during... Indiana? Charles Manson. <laughs> that's why he drove everywhere. Huh? <laughs> Michael Jackson, too. That's Gary, yeah. Yeah.
Manson grew up in Indianapolis. Yeah. It's alongside that guy that was Went to popping here. his semen in everybody. Went to school oh, here. Yeah. Uh, actually, who, from Cincinnati, though. Colca? The father. The father. Our father. Our father yeah. guy from Netflix. Did you see that? Oh, is he the doctor that has yeah. like 5,000 kids? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and it's still. I, I saw the preview. Is it good? Uh, I didn't watch it. I didn't want to watch it because I felt like I'd know everybody that's in it. Yeah, Basically, if that. you have blonde hair and blue eyes and uh, from the Indianapolis area, you might be this guy's kid. Oh. What if you're from the Ohio area? Yeah, you might be fucked, AJ. I had, I had white blonde hair as a kid. Oh. Better do uh, 23 and me. Right, I had white blonde hair as a child as well, by the way, but I'm in Pittsburgh. I don't think this yeah, guy's semen right. made it in there. <laughs> I look pretty similar to Tim and Sally. Yeah. Could you imagine doing it to 23 and me and having 46 like siblings? Or maybe more? Like Starbucks? Out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's still just growing and growing and growing. I mean, the documentary ends. It says 91. I ain't never changed. What a fucking... Was he too lazy to get semen from other people? He denied people. He wanted away. to. No, they <laughs> no, said there was like a full motive behind it. Yeah, he had it. He had all the other people's semen frozen and everything. But he went to a different room and just uh, went into a towel. All right. Oh, That's the show. I hope you're happy, Zito. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Too far. Let's have a moment of silence for the fucking sanctity of this show. It's been <laughs> in that towel a long time. No, no, that towel's all right. How about me drinking out of Lord of This might become my new mug. Yeah, that's all it's be. They should make that. It's like a it's massive a great mug. Move. That's a great Hey, move. I have a little, I have a little tool that I can inscribe on. Can I inscribe some names on that? I have a little tool. Is there names inscribed on that? No, but I'm happy to hear that there is an ability to do that. They sent us a bunch of stickers, and I would never do that to Lordo. Uh, Bill sent the name in earlier. Let me see. Thank you for the gift. Yeah. Yeah. I sure cleaned it out. I'm going to get one of those. Trevor. Got to earn these, pal. Yeah. Ford. Big Ford. Big Ford? Trevor Ford. Trevor Big Ford. Oh, yeah. B I C K F. That's the name of the documentary. <laughs> Trevor Bigford. 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 <laughs> Trevor Bigford. We appreciate you, pal. Thanks for baby Lordo. Yeah, Is this the doctor Lordo? that you put Big a semen Ford. in everyone? No, that's our father. Trevor Bigford. Big Ford was the guy. Who, uh, our, our father's Dr. Klein. That's Dr. Klein. Trevor Bigford. This guy that sent this. <laughs> Thank baby you, Lordo. Trevor. Sent this baby. That wasn't made by our father in Indianapolis. Oh, no. This was created by. The fine men and women who strap up their skates. That's right. And hit the ice and put their life on the line for our entertainment. Yeah. That's what Baby Lordo is. So the C I mean, and the K yeah. is pronounced as a Man, G. It's silver. I don't know. That's how it was presented to be. I believe it's Bigford. Big Ford. Big Ford. There it is. All right, baby. Go get your big towel seat. So when's yeah, the yeah. next soccer tournament? Well, the next. Well, call Gumpy back. Soccer Lombardi. Lombardi. <laughs> call Gumpy back, please. I think the Lombardi's the next one. <laughs> That's the next one. Is it? Well, yeah. There's like three soccer Lombardies before that one. No. Champions there's only League. one soccer Lordo, pal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's coming up in... Kier- oh, wait. Shit. I Kier- think there is actually a final for a soccer tournament. Oh, the for the KKFA? No, the beginning of the Premier League, they like kick it off with some sort of final. Well, they fucking better. I mean, what are we doing? Yeah. I haven't had a soccer tournament in, what, four or five days? <laughs> yeah. yeah is there not some title that we're chasing? Is there not a soccer Lordo that we need to talk to? Wow. Is Gumpy not answering? He might be po- oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, here we go. He's out of the toilet. Gump. Yeah. Gump. Hold on. Turn that off before we get. He has his. Sh- he has the show behind him right now. It's pretty. It's, it has to go all the way to Canada. Oh, it's, far. Yeah. it's like fifteen. Pretty far behind. He's centering the camera right now. He's nice fixing plant. it. I that will say nice that plant. this show's stream nice did plant. put a mask on immediately upon getting into Canadian Airways. Mm-hmm. Unlike everybody on those flights. Oh, that's right. Sons of bitches. Gump. 
doesn't have a uh, right now he's fixing something, but it's we a nice shot of, of a camera. Yeah. Oh. We run out of time. Yeah. That's his leg. Yeah, I mean, he's nuts right now on the screen. Jesus Christ. Let's <laughs> not put him on. Yeah, I think Brady noticed you were drinking out of the baby cup. Whoa, whoa. Uh, he had the camera off. He had his, clearly saw him doing yeah. this number here, you know? It's baby Lordo, by the way, yeah. to you, you fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> no offense to your mom. Obviously, big family yeah. show. None, none taken. Big family show today. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I love how angry he's going All right, we'll talk to him tomorrow. Maybe there'll be a tournament tomorrow. Probably. Might be. I'm sure there's three or four. Well, the MLS, I know the Portland Timbers are yeah. starting to. Oh, yeah. that tournament. They're heating yeah. up. Revolution also heating That's up. That's on us for Colorado a Rapids, I think, are top of the table. Columbus oh. Crew are starting to really play a good, good ball in a yeah. pitch. FC Austin. But the Dayton Dynamo. Dayton they Dynamo, stink. they're not in the MLS. No. Yeah, Nobody talks dead. about them. They're with the River Hounds. They were an indoor team. They were fun to watch. Oh, like the Pittsburgh Stingers back in the day. I yeah, they couldn't player. beat the Dynamo, but yeah. Pittsburgh Stingers would have ran the fucking Dynamo out of the arena. Okay, right, right through the basher boards, right up the arena, outside, kicked them. Like the soccer ball they were kicking in the indoor soccer thing, right into the river uh-huh. in Pittsburgh. That's what the Stingers would have Hell done. Yeah. Sorry about it. I'm glad I wasn't around to see that. Well, Pittsburgh Stingers are glad, too. They don't want to have homicides on their record. They just had a bunch of dubs, pal. They were great. <laughs> Riverhounds are the USL, I believe. Riverhounds? Yeah. Same as uh, Indy 11, so whatever league that is. We'll find out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Will we? Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? What was that? Why are you, do you think we, Oh, okay. Hold on real quick. Before we drop off, you you guys come at me all the time. Oh, look at you shoehorning in, just jamming in your toxic references. You were so excited you remember the last name Duggar. For the kid that went to jail. And so you popped it in there with Brady, and you were so proud of yourself. Was it 19 kids? That's what you guys would be fucking like over there. Yeah. 19 professional athletes all married into the same family. Here is their cult party at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be great. You know what I mean? I'm taking juice. Pretty much the same thing. Brady loved it, too. He loved the idea. We're going to get that shirt for sale, too, by the way. We're going to yeah, raise right. some money. As opposed to you costing that foundation money and almost knocking it off course immediately by driving a cart into a pond at a golf course. Jesus. Literally. Sober. I tried to oh, save God. that thing. I bet. What, by driving it in? Or did you do CPR after you broke I, it? I've told you many times. I the only, My only mistake I was you. I parked a little too close to the green. and So I pulled up around the fringe area in the green, hit the emergency brake. Oz and I popped out of that. And then somehow it the brake didn't go. The right wheel turned, and it started, ooh, just making an old turn and started going down the hill. And I jumped in, put my foot on the brake, and I rode that thing in and just splashed all over me. How was the back? Was there a pretty good shot when that thing hit the water? You know, because water will slow you down. Any whiplash? Should we be more worried about your whiplash that you suffered as opposed to driving a golf cart into a pond oh, at a golf God. course? I didn't drive it in exactly. Well, I rode it. You did, it. though. You yeah, did. A little bit. I rode it because it was a steep hill. But then, no, I instantly thought of, all right, I, I'm not about problems. I'm about solutions. So I jumped out and tried to lift it up from the muck. And that thing just sunk into that, like, 10 feet of muck real quick. Thank you, Gary. Love you, Gary. Thank you, not Gary. That's more John Taffer. Well, yeah, he's not a problems guy. He's a solutions guy. But he will but, yell but about the yeah. problems. Shut oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a, there was a pretty good portion of my life where i wanted to be one of the test customers in on bar rescue because me walking in there like this people treat me like shit yeah true you know yeah. What I mean? yeah if you want to know how terrible service happens you gotta have me walk in there probably gonna get it tasper would have loved it too when he used to just yell in people's face and let them know they're a fucking failure yeah. nothing better oh you're doing this for your parents right, right. your parents are you know right <laughs> 
Shut it down. That was a great run. Oh, Taffer yeah. had a great run. Oh, yeah. Is it, is it still happening? Still going, yeah, I believe. Yeah. Really? I think so. Yeah. I used to I walk mean, into bars and tell them Taffer would not be happy about this. Oh, yeah. First thing when you look at a menu. Let me talk to the manager. Hey, you run this place? John Taffer would not have what the fuck you got going on here. Say a thank you. He's a cool competition one going on right now with a British guy who also saves restaurants. A restaurant possible guy. Oh, oh Chef Robert Irvine. Yeah. Robert Irvine. It is you know Robert Chef Robert Irvine. Yeah, that was a good show. I don't know, Bob, but I do know Gordon He's big. Mm-hmm. He's got some he arms on huge. Good show. Not as big as Aaron's arms in that one photo afterwards where Tom Brady looked like a... Uh, yeah. Twig. He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He looked tiny. Retirement. Yeah. Saw that. I said, Aaron's going to throw fucking 65 touchdowns this year. Those calves, those biceps, that putt. Here we go. Look out. Look for MVP three times in a row. Kevin Weeks said, nobody's looking to win three championships in a row. It's like, wow, Aaron Rodgers sitting on one. I think Liverpool just tried one week. Mm-hmm. Careful. Sorry about it. Good luck with soccer, Lordo. That's right. <laughs> Where'd you get that one? This one? Yeah. Should. Bigford. Yeah, Bigford. Trevor Bigford. Trevor is he, Bigford. Is he one of the guys that brought the cup? No, that was Mike and Matt. Mike, yeah. by the way, all over somebody's TikTok I seen. So oh, yeah. I didn't know we could have used him in different fashions. Yeah. We never know if Mike. We could have scripted in. Mike. We could have given him some lines. He would have acted out in proper fashion with that great hair. Right. I didn't know that. Did you know where he was going next? Uh, no, but he did have to go immediately upon us saying, "Hey, it's out of here." They're like, "Thank fucking God!" Right? Oh, I don't know. Has We're that been stolen before? Dude, listen, the more we've learned about this yeah. whole thing, the whole process, we have a lot of questions. He told me there's like a secret task force in Canada that comes down. The Martinis? <laughs> yeah, it was insane. He For was like, what? we'll get it back by lunch. Cup task force. You don't do anything against the cup. Nope. And not answer for it. All right, we're back tomorrow. <laughs> Who do we have on tomorrow? General Bob Carpenter's live from the golf tournament. I'm right. The general. He'll be good there. They used to not allow phones. I think you can have your phone there now. Obviously. Yep. Well, yep. So I hope but you're not the fucking masters. <laughs> no, co- like they, there was a time I think when all tournaments you couldn't really have your phone out. Yeah. How about that one guy getting a Michelob Ultra deal? Did you see that? No. He was. Uh, I think Tiger was teeing off, or Justin oh, yeah. Thomas was teeing off, and the entire crowd had their phones out, and there was this one <laughs> dude holding oh, a Michelob yeah. Ultra, just sitting there taking it in, and it was like. That, that was the thing. Like, this is what's wrong with the world today. This guy is the only one living in Mount... Which, by the way, I agree. We live on the internet. I'm on my phone all the time. But when something's happening, I think you we should remind ourselves, like, hey, we're allowed to live in this yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Like, we are, like, other people will be recording this. We're allowed to live in this moment right here. Yeah, this guy to the left. Everybody else has their camera. He's the only one that doesn't have his camera out. That guy. <laughs> right there. And maybe the guy behind him, too, kind of got fucked. I like that he's two-handed it like that. Big big can, yeah, it's a big can, it. yeah. A lot of khakis there. It looks like the Rangers. What would you like do if that was his iPhone case? What's that, pal? Mm-hmm. What would you do if that was his iPhone case? Oh, and he <laughs> gamed this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Even cooler. That'd be awesome. It is a shame that everybody's trying to record something that's already being recorded, and you're there. But I, yeah, I agree. I saw Jerry Seinfeld had a bit on that a while ago. Have you ever seen it? When he says like. I'm watching the Super Bowl parade, and these guys are getting off the plane and, or whatever, and they're filming us. And I'm, No, we're filming you. You need to enjoy this. But it is good footage, good content. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you are right there. You, you have the shot. This is your life. Because I am a firm believer in, like, you should document your memories. Wasn't yeah. always. Wasn't always. Used to hate pictures, actually. I don't think my family is a big picture family either. But now it's like you should document where you're at. But I think there is a... a you know, a large portion of our society these days that don't enjoy anything, you know? And it's like, there has to be some moment of like, oh, I'm going to be here. 
You know, be where your feet are. Yeah. Be where you're. I'm going to be here for a second. You know, because everybody's in a hurry to get things done. Okay. Mm -hmm. They rush and rush until Until life's no fun. So true. All I really got to do is live and die. I'm in a hurry and don't know why. No, I don't know. Why do I drive so fast? My car has nothing to prove. And that's what we've been saying this whole time. That's right. Just kind of enjoy stuff. Mm-hmm. Like camera down in 15 minutes in this show tomorrow with General Bob Carpenter live on a golf course. And maybe oh, yeah. some other guests that we will have surprise appearances by. Mm-hmm. It'll be a feel-good Friday going into the greatest weekend of all time. I'll then be in Columbus. Ohio tomorrow night for Friday Night Smackdown cannot wait to step foot on the hallowed grounds of the Buckeyes and give out a nice OH they'll give it back to you for sure you weren't throwing that to me were you come on I think it's just kind of the thing you you send out there is Ezekiel going to be there I don't know if Ezekiel is going to be there. Do you guys have one of those like chop house booze cruise things going on? Cult cruise going on in Columbus? Wait, wasn't didn't Zeke watch you in WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he may be there. Zeke, Micah, why? Why? George Kittle, why? Lane Johnson, why? It was great to see all the boys. Yeah, yeah. I believe Cliff Kingsbury was uh, there That's as well. Right. Mm-hmm. It's good oh, to see sweet. everybody. Yeah, it was a good trip. Anyways, I don't know if uh, Ezekiel Elliott will be there tomorrow. What about Elias's brother? Oh, oh, oh Elias' younger brother. TBD? You never know. That Hopefully. That would be awesome. What about Elias? No worries about him. That would be wild if he showed up. We kinda, I kind of miss Elias. Yeah, I haven't I seen him in a bit. long time. Oh, I thought Elias was back. What? What? Where? It's a, hey, I'm Ezekiel. Elias is younger brother. That's what it is, right? Mm. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not the other way around. What do you mean? What the, the, What's your problem? You literally brother. just asked for Ezekiel, and now you're going to act like you don't know who Ezekiel is. He's Elias. No, no. Sometimes I get the brothers mixed up. They oh. look very similar. What's that all no, about? Don't. Not all white guys not, that not are Italian all. look the same. No, one yeah. has a beard and huge beard. Your ability to seem serious when you do stuff like that, it's... <laughs> It's pretty impressive. All right, fuck off. See you guys. For people that don't know you. <laughs> yeah, you're. Yeah, well, well, that's you've gotten a chance to watch me work a couple of times now, and uh, it's amazing. Anyways, all right, we're back. <laughs> we are back tomorrow. Thank you all so much. You're the best people on earth. Let's do a giveaway. Oh, PMS Hawker. Yeah, there it is. Oh, sorry, not yet. Baby Lordo. PMS Baby Lordo. <laughs> PMS Baby Lordo. Um, go ahead and take a screenshot. Um, right now. Say something nice to somebody. Use your cash tag in there. And you could be one of 10 winners of $599. We can't thank you enough for watching along. We'll have a giveaway tomorrow. We can't thank you for experiencing afternoons alongside of us every single day. This show is the dumbest up to something season is... Still in fuego. Okay. CFFL was out here. Everybody knows that when CFFL's out yeah, here, there's probably done. some things popping off. CFFL was out here for the last couple of days. He left mm-hmm. in the middle of the show without saying bye to any of us, which is fascinating. Yep. Don't let that lead you astray, though, in thinking that up something season's going bad. Up some season's going pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty excited about everything. If CFFL's out here, that means up something season's really starting to cook. Hell yeah. Here we are. Love that. Right in the middle of the grill, baby. 
Hell yeah. We're on fire. Oh, fire. Steaming. Yeah. We're cooking with gas. That's Wine. right. And fire. Why? And life. Why? And happiness. Why? And grit. Why? And baby Lorda. Why? See everybody. Bye. Bye.